Strickland Monroe team. The area's best high school sports coverage. Throws it down with two hands, the whole hoop is shaking. That's a 10. That's a 10, baby. This is Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN, the ESPN app, and Wisconsin On Demand. Level two of the WIAA State Football Playoffs, Division One Rivalry Weekend begins at Verona Area High School. Good evening, everybody. My name is Jesse Delson, along with the Dean, Dennis Semrau. Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania, no better place we'd rather be than at Verona Area High School for this Level Two Division One WIAA State Football Contest between the nine and one Verona Wildcats, the number two seed in this pod of the WIAA Division One football playoffs, hosting the number three seed Middleton Cardinals. The best rivalry ongoing right now in the Madison area in high school football, and we have a matchup in the second round of the playoffs coming to you tonight. For nearly 50 years, Zimbrick Honda's provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles, and the trusted staff of Zimbrick Honda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. If you're in the market for a new Honda or a used Honda, visit Zimbrick Honda in Madison today or online at ZimbrickHonda.com. My old partner, the Dean of Area High School Sports, Dennis Semra, with me here at Verona Area High School. Dennis, a lot of times when we get to the playoffs and we're talking about what game we should broadcast on Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN Madison and the ESPN Madison YouTube channel, we go back and forth on, oh, maybe we could go to Lodi, maybe we could go to Columbus, maybe we could get around here, around here. It was a no-brainer this week when we saw these two teams meeting in Level 2. Well, as soon as the game was finished last week, we called. Uh, it was Middleton and Madison Memorial. We knew part of it was done, and we were tracking the Verona game at halftime. They were up, and okay, this this one's a done deal. Uh, rematch was uh, there for the first one at Middleton, so it's only fair the second time they play, they're at Verona, which is a higher seed. You're Mr. Middleton, Dennis Semra, living in the Middleton Cross Plains School, School District. District right. right, so when, when we talk about these two teams, Verona and Middleton, the two teams that have been at the top of the Big 8 Conference for the better part of the last decade now, teams have had their ups and downs in certain ways, but here they are tonight, top two teams in the conference in the regular season, Verona the champs, Middleton second, Verona went to Middleton, got the win on September 8th, a one-score game in the end. Here they are meeting again tonight. What, what are we in store for here this evening? It could be anything. <laughs> well, for me, it's, uh, I got a pizza bet online with Rob Hernandez, who is Mr. Verona, living out in California now. And we chatted a couple weeks ago after all the golf uh, that he was doing here in the state. Nothing like telling everybody we have an unbiased color commentator with a wager on the game. That's the way we start our Prep Mania broadcast for the playoffs tonight. No, it's, Great. It, it's a pride factor afterwards. But, uh, no, hey, I, just to see Rob, I don't care who's buying the pizza. And I said, hey, if, uh, if uh, Middleton gets this one, we're even, then we pay for our own meal, right? <laughs> no, we find somebody at the bar to pick up the tab. That's the way it is. And it usually happens. Mr. Verona walks in. Somebody will pick up the tab for him. But you know, all you need to know is they released the Big 8 conference, uh, all conference team this week. Combined, Verona, 20 players. First, second, or honorable mention. Middleton, 19. So just about everybody we mentioned tonight is an all-conference player because they're that good. They're the top two teams in the league two years in a row. Uh, Coach Andrew Riley was just named the Big 8 Conference Coach of the Year for the second year in a row, which he said is an honor for his staff. It's a staff award. Uh, Back-to-back unbeaten 
Last year we were on this field, and it was a 13-7 to game. Two field goals in the fourth quarter decided it. I came in saying, well, Verona, conference champ, higher seed, home field advantage, probably a three-point edge. So don't <laughs> we call it when uh, Hunter, Hunter and I were here for week one, Muskego, and it came down to Muskego kicking the last-second field goal. One of those te- two teams is probably going to do it. And uh, I don't want to jinx us, but we haven't had an overtime game in a long time. So Dennis, we're gonna have one. it's 27 minutes to kick off. What are we doing cocking overtime already? Uh, uh, that one, uh, if we're ever going to have one. Can we just get to kickoff first before <laughs> we're talking about that? Jeez. Well, I was going to say, if we're ever going to have one, this is the uh, uh, one. This is how close these two teams are. Middleton's got an outstanding defense, but so does Verona. Uh, Middleton's got a quarterback, a three-year starter, who's a first-team all-conference. Second-team all-conference is the Verona quarterback. you got running backs. The first-team uh, conference running back is Verona. Second team is Middleton. Well, Bryce Falk hasn't played an awful lot. Otherwise, he would be a first-teamer as well. Uh, the kickers, I mean, that's just, we've got the best of the best playing here. So it's not only conference bragging rights. Well, Verona's got the conference title, but who want, the bragging rights are who gets to go farther in the playoffs. And uh, for years, we used to have Sun Prairie when it was one school and Middleton always seeming to play first or second round. You got the same thing in the Badger, Wanakee to Forest. For at some point it was Wanakee and Monona Grove. You get that span about four or five years where you get those two teams meeting and this falls right into play with that. So I've been excited ever since last Friday night we knew what it was gonna be. And uh, yeah, I know both teams well, both coaches well, great kids. Uh, Verona's team made academic all state. Both teams combined have about 18 players that made academic All-State individually. So we got student athletes here as well. And uh, this place will be packed tonight. And the Ohio State defensive coordinator happens to be a friend of Coach Kramer from Verona. He's probably going to be on the sidelines, I hear. Why? Because he's here after Poteet. Well, he must not have got the memo that he could watch our ESPN Madison YouTube stream from the warm hotel with the Buckeyes in town here tonight. Uh, You want to be in person. uh, So I'm sure Badger coach... Can't wait to bring this one to you here. Coming up at kickoff 7 o'clock tonight right here on 100.5 ESPN. And we're about 15 minutes away from beginning our ESPN Madison free YouTube stream. So if you're on your way to watch the game somewhere tonight, feel free to check it out free on the ESPN Madison YouTube channel. Subscribe. You'll see it pop up right there when we go live in about 15 minutes from right now. Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. Three-seed Middleton, two-seed Verona. Both teams 9-1. and one. Each team with only one loss this season both at home coincidentally Verona in week one here against Muskego on a less second field goal Middleton by seven points at home to the Verona Wildcats on September 8th. Prep Mania brought to you by the GRB Academy. Baseball for the serious player. The GRB Academy wants to be part of your plan to reach your potential. Utilize GRB Academy's 52,000 square foot facility, 14 batting cages, and 6,000 foot square foot weight room. Personal lessons also available all year round. With over 300 college players and over 150 D1 players, the GRB Academy led the way in the Midwest for college recruitment and player development and continues to lead the way. Visit grbacademy.com for more information. The GRB Academy, baseball for the serious player. We'll continue to talk more about our matchup here in just a little bit. When we come back, the Dean Dennis Semrau is going to share some of his thoughts on the other games going on around the area tonight in Level 2 of the high school football playoffs. The countdown to kickoff continues. Middleton and Verona, Level 2 of the high school football playoffs on Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania.
Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Jesse Nelson and the Dean Dennis Semrau counting down to kickoff for three-seed Middleton and two-seed Verona. Division One, Level 2 of the high school football playoffs tonight on 100.5 ESPN and the ESPN Madison YouTube channel. Milk has been building champions for centuries. Why? Research shows that real milk builds pregame muscle and low-fat chocolate milk restores postgame muscle for athletes like few other beverages. That's why pro football players know they're going to need milk to fuel their performance. Learn their inspiring stories at gonna-need-milk.com. Brought to you by the Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin. Dennis, you got your chocolate milk on hand for us here tonight on Zimbraconda's Prep Mania, a little pregame uh, chocolate milk. I don't see it. No, no. No, I got to bring it for next week. Level three. Make sure you do. WIA wants us to remind you that. Yeah. All right. Games around the area. Speaking of the WIA, Dennis Semrau, let's talk about some of these other games going on. Let's start in Division One. So, obviously, the winner of Verona and Middleton, our game here tonight, plays the winner of Sussex-Hamilton and Arrowhead, the 1-4 matchup. Dennis, you said outside of this game here, Middleton and Verona, that Sussex-Hamilton-Arrowhead game might be the other best game in the state of Wisconsin tonight in prep mania yeah it is you look at arrowhead seven and three five seed and hamilton unbeaten um then the, the teams here the winner here it's interesting because the arrowhead wins that matchup either middleton or verona would get a home game in level three mm -hmm. which would be and that's very possible for arrowhead to go get that win which would be strange for middleton to have a home game then a road game then a home game again <laughs> but uh, they, they don't it's care the it shake. stadium's not shut down they're still ready for another one so They'll take it. So no other Madison area teams in level no. or in Division One of the WIA postseason field. We'll keep an eye on that. Mosquito well, game I know the other. Yeah, I was going to say that's the other uh, one preference. Now let's take a look here. <laughs> Division Two teams in action here tonight. That's where we see the majority of our Madison area teams that are still in it, including the number one seed, the Wanakee Warriors, undefeated on the year. Pat Rice, a tough matchup in level two. Lacrosse Central is no cupcake coming to Wanakee tonight. No, but they won't look past them. Pat Rice has got his team prepared. Uh, uh, the uh, number one defense hasn't given up a point all year long, and uh, last week they won 49 to six. They just, you know, again they played so many running clocks. Uh, their depth is pretty good uh, at most positions because a lot of the reserves got to play. Question is, the starters haven't played a lot, so they're going to get tested, and they haven't been punched in the mouth. But Pat's got his teams prepared, so I think that's uh, you know you don't want to be looking ahead, but they would be getting the winner of the nominated New Richmond matchup the following week. That would be a fun matchup no matter who it is if Wanakee is to advance. Meanwhile, down in the bottom portion of that oh. bracket, this is where things get a little crazy. So Germantown was an eight seed. They got a win over the number one seed last week. They play four seed Slinger tonight. The winner of that game, why are we talking about Germantown Slinger in the Madison Prep Mania broadcast? Well, I'll tell you why. Because Sun Prairie East and Monona Grove are meeting in level two. MG with a big upset win last week as a six seed. They play at Sun Prairie East tonight. So, Dennis, that means Sun Prairie East or MG will play either an eight or a four in level three of the playoffs. I know we don't look ahead, but if I'm Sun Prairie East in particular as a heavy favorite tonight and likely next week, you got to be thinking this is a good chance for a Sun Prairie East Wanakee battle at some point here, no matter where that matchup could come. That one would be at state. And it could happen. Uh, they're opposite brackets. So, uh, so only way. We're licking our chops at that one, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, that would be level five. But uh, Nona Grove was down 15 nothing last week. Isaiah Herb, outstanding basketball player, too, by the way. 
Uh, they had three straight touchdown catches there, and uh, they beat uh, number three seed Nicolay, which I thought was going to go to the Final Four. So, so much I, I knew about that one. Uh, but this one, I was talking to John Mason from the State Journal before. This game could be lasting for a while. They don't know if it's going to make deadline because both <laughs> Mount Monona Grove and Sun Prairie East have high-powered offenses, and they throw the ball a lot. So, you know, with that, you get incompletions, uh, you get the. Uh, you know, stopping the clock, running out of bounds, things like that. So, uh, but uh, Easter, Kavanaugh, the quarterbacks had an outstanding year, and um, uh, if we weren't here, that that would be the other game we would have been at for tonight. sure, no doubt about it. Division three games. I'll run down the entire slate of Madison area games. Dennis, you tell me what stands out to you. Number one seed Mount Hora Barnabelt hosting five seed Baraboo. The winner of that game gets the winner of two seed Green Bay Notre Dame hosting Fox Valley Lutheran next week in level three tonight. Monroe, the number one seed, hosting five seed McFarland in a separate portion of the bracket in Division Three. Winner of that one gets the winner of three seed Waterford, hosting seven seed Stoughton, who has been on a tear at the back half of this season. Dennis, what stands out to you there from the Division Three field? Well, for Coach Becker, uh, he had a little health scare last summer, and uh, he bounced back very well and did get his boys ready. We've seen him a few times this year. Uh, for the Vikings to make it, that, that, that was outstanding. And also for Paul Ackley, McFarland. And we had two of the coaches that were part of our preseason coaches roundtable. So we got a lot of them made the playoffs. It's very good to see. Uh, we got good things to talk about next August comes around. But for now, Monroe, I'd say Monroe and Waterford are the two favored in that one. The other side, Mount Horde Barneveld, Baraboo had an outstanding game last week. Uh, pulled one out against Toma, 27-26. Got a pretty good defense. Uh, Casey Helgeson, um, boy, I tell you, he's had an outstanding season, all-conference quarterback. Uh, I haven't seen the player of the year in that conference, but I think he was probably up at the top of the list for that one. He's thrown for over 200 yards seven times this year. He got concussed a couple games ago, but he showed last week he had bounced back, and they had a 41-20 to win over Seymour. So, that uh, again, that game is just going to be uh, a very good offense against uh, a, a defense and, again, they've played each other. I remember covering a game on a Saturday where Baraboo pulled one out there a couple of years ago. So that's been a little bit of a rivalry. A little, and Baraboo used to be in the Badger Conference. So we'll see uh, if the Thunderbirds can keep it one. close tonight. Yep. No doubt, but Mount Horror Barneveld on a mission to try to get to Camp Randall Stadium here this year in Division Three, Division Four games, the loaded Division Four field. Top seed Lodi hosting West Salem tonight. That was a team that played in a championship game last year. Two seed Appleton Xavier hosts Winniconne. The winner of that game plays the winner of Lodi and West Salem next week. Meanwhile, Lakeside Lutheran is at Platteville in a 5-1 matchup. And six seed Lake Mills. Good luck to you against two seed Catholic Memorial tonight. Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. Riley Yauk will be standing by at halftime as he has all season long to provide us some updates on those games going on from throughout the area coming up at the half. For every stage of life, UW Credit Union is here for every you. Proudly serving Wisconsin for over 90 years. Pop in or hop online at uwcu.org to join. UW Credit Union, proud to support all the area's student-athletes. Make sure to listen every week to hear who the student-athlete of the week is. We will hear from this week's UW Credit Union student-athlete of the week coming up at halftime of tonight's Prep Mania broadcast. When we come back, we'll get our Canopy Wealth Management game plan as we continue the countdown to kickoff for our game of the week. Maybe the game of the week in the state. Three-seed Middleton, two-seed Verona, Big 8 rivalry in level two of the WIAA state football playoffs. Our Canopy Wealth Management game plan with the Dean Dennis Semrau is next on Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. Put your 
Honda's presentation of Prep Mania 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand from Verona Area High School. Jesse Nelson along with the Dean, Dennis Semrau, as we count down to kickoff. Just a few moments away, three-seed Middleton, two-seed Verona. Both teams 9-1, and one, finishing 1-2 one, in the Big 8 Conference this year. Canopy Wealth Management has a balanced approach to help guide you through a complex and ever-changing landscape. Throughout your family's financial planning journey, they'll serve as a partner, advocate, and steward to help achieve your goals with confidence. At Canopy Wealth Management, they believe that values matter and strengthen the community. When you work with Canopy, care, competence, and clarity isn't a tagline. It's a promise. Go to canopy-wealth.com to get started today. And Dennis Semrau, Canopy Wealth Management, brings us our Canopy Wealth Management game plan featuring our keys to victory for these teams tonight. They're very familiar with one another, having met on September 8th and being conference rivals for many years. What are the keys to victory for the Middleton Cardinals on the road as the three seed to get the win tonight? Well, we'll start out number one, and it's a big one. Limit their big plays. Second play from scrimmage. Lagomasino, uh, the quarterback, to Mike Velichka's 64-yard touchdown. It was a quick 7-0 lead, so want to limit those. Neutralize special teams play. That's the strength. When you look at what Verona's done, uh, Trey Poteet, three special teams touchdowns, punt and kickoff return, and... Uh, I mean, that's been a killer all year for uh, Verona's opponents. And win a field position and turnover battle, which uh, Middleton did a pretty good job of that last week against Memorial, against Verona the first time. Uh, They had a couple of mistakes early, and they dug themselves a 21-0 hole. And against a good team like Verona, you don't dig yourself out of those. Middleton 9-1 and one on the season. Of course, a 6-1 and one record in Big 8 conference play. Their only loss coming on September 8th, 28-21 at the hands of the Verona Wildcats. Verona is 9-1 and uh, excuse me, nine and one on the season. An undefeated 7-0. and oh, I got crossed up there in Big 8 conference play. Their only loss came in week one here on their home turf to the Muskego Warriors. Dennis, what are the keys to victory for the Verona Wildcats? Well, nine-game winning streak on the ride here. Uh, Stay ahead of the chains. Limits drive killing penalties. Okay, you don't want that uh, false start. A lot of things the Badgers are doing on Saturdays. False starts, holding penalties. Uh, keep playmakers Gabe Passini and Bryce Falk contained. Uh, as we saw last week with Memorial, they did a good job until the last drive, and then Passini whipped off a 70-yard run. And uh, uh, there'll be some defensive scheme stuff that Verona's going to do to try to, obviously, we're any situations for him. And then uh, win the special teams battle. Again, Verona has dominated special teams all year, and uh, they can see themselves. If they do that tonight against Middleton, it'll be a long night for the uh, Cardinals. That's your Canopy Wealth Management game plan for tonight's game as the Sparks fly as the Verona Wildcats the home field. The fans greeting them with raucous applause as we get set for this level two high school football playoff matchup. The three seed Middleton Cardinals, the two seed Verona Wildcats. Congratulations to the Monroe football team in action tonight and also our September game changer of the month. ESPN Madison and Zimbraconda would like to recognize the Monroe football team for their hard work in the community and their donations to Justice for a Cure. We're celebrating the best high school sports stories in the area with Game Changers of the Month. If you know of a team you'd like to recognize by ESPN Madison, nominate them at ESPNMadisonGameChangers.com. That's ESPNMadisonGameChangers.com. Coming up next, kickoff, Level 2, Division 1, Verona, Middleton, a rivalry weekend at every level of Wisconsin football begins tonight on Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. I'm just a kid and life is a night. 
Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Level 2, Division 1 high school football playoffs bring us to Verona Area High School. Jesse Nelson along with the Dean of Area High School Sports, Dennis Semrau, on a chilly, windy October 27th, 2023. Two Big 8 conference rivals set to square off here at Verona Area High School tonight. Dennis Semrau, when we talk high school football, when we talk playoffs, this is truly as good as it gets. You betcha. Two of the top-ranked teams in Division One in the Associated Press poll in the large schools and in the uh, with Sports Coaches poll. Conference rivals. And uh, I'll tell you, 2008 season was the first season that Verona was in and how, how do I remember that? My daughter graduated in 2008. <laughs> Middleton lost to Verona in the first round of the state baseball or softball playoffs quarterfinals. She's not like Verona to this day. I said, sorry, I have to be neutral. <laughs> so neutral tonight. Uh, I like both teams. I like the coaches. Coach Riley's done an outstanding job here with uh, Verona taking over for a Hall of Fame coach, Dave Richardson. Big shoes to fill. Dave is still involved as the running the strength and conditioning program right behind us in the field house. This is a beautiful facility now overlooking the, the stadium. And uh, both teams have outstanding strength and conditioning programs and, and youth programs as well, which is one of the reasons why we're here in Level 2. We are underway in Level 2 of the Division One High School Football Playoffs. Middleton kicking left to right, fielded by Trey Poteet at the 10-yard line. Poteet returning up the right side of the 30 to the 35 before he's dragged down shy of the 40-yard line. We'll be calling Poteet's name a whole bunch tonight. But first, the Verona Wildcats offense comes out working right to left. Starting at their own 38, they are led by senior quarterback Elijah Lagomasino. Yeah, he's completed 62% of his passes for 1,300 yards, 20 touchdowns to six interceptions. His big play guy, Mike Volichka. Shout out to his neighbor's friend Linda down here cheering for him. Mike tore his ACL last year in the first round of the playoffs, and to be back playing at that such a high level is incredible. Ball on the right hash, two receivers set to the left, one to the right. The tailback, Breedson, to the left-hand side of the quarterback, Lagomasino. Lagomasino throws on first down, right sideline, complete outside the numbers at the 40, and bumped out of bounds up near the 42-yard line. Gain of four on the first play from Scrooge. I believe that was Velichka on was. the receiving end on the far side of the field. Gain of four, second and six, Verona. Well, last time these teams met, second play from scrimmage was a 64-yard pass play from uh, Lago Messina to Velichka. I think Middleton will be ready for it this time. Ball on the right, hash, two receivers red, right, two to the left, man in motion right to left, now going back the other way. Now here's the snap and a handoff running left side, staying up inside the numbers near first down yardage to gain is Chase Bradison, and he gets... Just shy of the first down line to gain. It is third and about two yards to go. Ball spotted at the 46. Line to gain is the 48. That was a nice shoestring tackle there by Isaiah Dean, a defensive back. Otherwise, it might have been a bigger play. Bradison, 131 carries on the season, 574 yards. Averages 64 yards a game. Third down and two for the Wildcats. Ball on the left hash. Two receivers set to the right, one to the near side left. On the left hash. Here's the snap. Laga Messina hands off. Bradison oh. stuffed shy of the first down line to gain. He's brought down about a half yard short of the 48-yard line. Huge hit by the Middleton defense. 
And it appears, oh, wait a minute, based on the spot, what are we going to say here? They gave him the 48, it looks like. Oh, Cash Hoy with this, got him right in the ribs. That is a, a picture-perfect tackle. But did he make it? Looks like we may get our first, first measurement. measurement of the evening on the first and we series of downs. So they'll bring out the... Middleton and Verona, we welcome those of you watching us here on the ESPN Madison YouTube channel. Along with listening to us on 100.5 ESPN, Jesse Nelson and the Dean Dennis Semrau, level two of the Division One high school football playoffs. The measurement comes up a half yard short on the third down carry by Chase Bradison. So it's fourth and inches. Dennis Semrau, what kind of tone do you want to set if you're head coach Andrew Riley here on fourth and inches just shy of midfield? Well, you've got uh, four of your five offensive linemen are all conference. Put, put your faith in the line to get a half a yard. Ball in the middle of the field. One receiver set to either side. Lagomasino in a pistol formation. Awaits the snap. Takes it. Hands off Bradison. Right side. Shake and bake. First down as he gets two yards to midfield. Big fourth down conversion for the Wildcats on the opening series. Continues to keep it moving with 10-21 to go in the opening quarter. Yeah, linebacker Trey Suttle. 71 tackles coming to the game. Got him, but... Uh, after he picked up the first down. Nice tackle there, but again, when you got an offensive line like both these two teams do, that's another key, I think, for both. Who wins the line of scrimmage? Both offensive and defensive lines are solid. And we had a flag, I believe, for a face mask coming in after the play was over, so the ball will move forward 15 yards. So what was spotted at midfield now all the way up near the 35-yard line of Middleton. That's a big advantage for Verona into Cardinal territory now on the opening drive. I'll mark that at the 30. Huge. So again, going for it, not only did they get the first down, but they got a lot more. Two receivers to the near side right, two to the left. Man in motion left to right. And now back left, here's the snap log of Messina, left-handed thrower, fakes the give, now dumps it out of the backfield. Bradison tripped up back at the 40. Nice play by the Middleton defense, and on the tackle, Thomas D'Onofrio, the senior. Dennis, you knew he would be a big factor tonight, and he comes up with the first great defensive play for the Cardinals. Yeah, he had some shoulder issues during the season. He missed the first meeting with these two teams, actually mixed six games, but he's got three interceptions on the year, two uh, in the last two weeks, one against uh, Madison East to close out the regular season and one against Madison Memorial. And as uh, Sam Piloff calls him, he's a stud. Loss of four, second down and 14 after the play by the stud, D'Onofrio. Ball on the left hash. Here's the snap. Throw right side is dropped. Not sure if it was behind the line of scrimmage or not, so a little broken play. It's picked up. They didn't rule it dead. And Verona loses two yards. Back to the 42-yard line. That's the trouble there. It almost looked like the old Music City miracle, Dennis, but wasn't sure if that ball was thrown forward or not, so at the last moment it was picked up, and apparently, according to the officials, it was a backwards pass and a live ball. So Verona going the wrong way after getting into Cardinal territory. It's third down and 16 with 8.50 to go in the quarter. Ball in the right half. Line to gain is all the way up at the 26-yard line. Two receivers near side right, two to the left. Lagomasino, the senior, takes the snap, rolling left side at the paw print at midfield, throws left side, man open at the 38, it's caught, going up the left sideline, Trey Poteet near the first down line to gain. How did he get that wide open? And Poteet right out near the first down line to gain. Let's see where they mark it. Looks like a yard short. Knocked out at the 27, 
needed the 26. It's fourth and one again. Big gain of 15, though, there for Trey Poteet, the junior superstar for the Verona Wildcats. That was one of the keys for uh, Verona was to uh, stay ahead of the chains. But a big play by Poteet there. And now look at this. Quick to the line. Lagomasino takes the snap. Rolls near side left. Throws complete. Poteet first down at the 20. Pushed out of bounds near the 17-yard line. Second fourth down conversion on the opening series for the Verona Wildcats. Lagomasino to Poteet. Isaiah Dean on the tackle. But, again, go to your big play guy. 11 touchdowns. Returning kicks. He's even thrown a touchdown pass this year. Five catches, so look for him. Uh, maybe a, a slant pattern in the end zone. Ball at the 18-yard line. Left hash, first down and 10. Verona, 8.26 to go first quarter. No score. Opening series of this level two Division I high school football playoff game. Three receivers set to the right. Nobody near side left. Here's the throw right side. Bubble screen. Caught at the numbers at the 20. Now going right side to the 10. Shake it to the 5. To the goal line. Touchdown, Wildcats! Verona converts two fourth downs on the opening drive, and they capitalize with six. Mike Volichka is go-to guy. You expect it. Touchdown number 11 for them, and the 21st touchdown pass for Lago Messina. The Verona Wildcats set the tone on the first series of the game. Six-nothing point after pending. Yamin Brown on to attempt it. He is 19 of 24 for point afters on the season. Make him 20 for 25 as the point after is good. 7-0 Verona with 8.17 to go in the first quarter. Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania brought to you by Stoughton Health where they provide trusted care close to home. They're proud to support all of the area's student athletes and wish them all the best this season. From rehab to ortho care, Stoughton Health provides comfort and convenience locally. Visit StoughtonHealth.com to learn more. Jesse Nelson and the Dean Dennis Semrau. Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN. Dennis Semrau, the first drive of the game, goes the way of the Wildcats, including two crucial fourth and short conversions. Yeah, 10 plays, 64 yards, 334 off the clock. We've got 817 to go. Just like the first time these two teams met, Verona scores first. They score in the first possession, and it is a touchdown pass from Elijah Lagomosina to Mike Volichka. Little bubble screen off to the right. He broke three tackles, fought his way into the end zone. That is a senior play, a senior quarterback to a senior wide receiver. And Verona gets first blood. You mean Brown will kick it away. Two Middleton returners are back, including Isaiah Oliver, number 16. So what does Middleton respond with here? Dennis will find out on their opening offensive series. Line drive kick, bounces at the 15, kind of comes to almost a dead halt near the 11. It's fumbled for a moment and an immediate tackle at the 11-yard line. That ball seemed to not bounce at all, threw the return man off a little bit as it just kind of fell flat. And so Middleton starts its opening series backed up a little bit in its own territory, almost near the 10-yard line. We'll see what the Cardinals do after a little bit of a broken play on special teams. 8-13 to go in the first quarter. Verona, 7, Middleton nothing. First offensive series of the night for the Cardinals. Quarterback Gabe Passini comes out in the shotgun formation as we get set on a windy night at Verona Area High School. Here's the handoff, Bryce Falk 
Missed some time this season at running back, but he is a star when he's in, and he pushes forward to the 15-yard line for a gain of just a couple of yards. Dennis, what can we say about Gabe Passini? He can do it both with his arm and his legs. Yeah, he's completed 57% of his passes, and he's had a pretty good season, 22 touchdowns uh, to seven interceptions, and uh, he rushed for 11 touchdowns. That's the big key, averaging uh, seven yards carry. Two-yard gain, second and eight for the Middleton Cardinals at the 15-yard line. Passini fakes the give, throws right side. Ball comes up incomplete, a couple of yards shy of the intended receiver, sophomore Isaiah Oliver. Third and eight, Middleton with 7.37 to go in the first quarter. Yeah, the key for this game, I think, is Falk. He's had a hamstring issue, missed four games during the season, including the last two regular season games, was on a pitch count. Missed the Verona game the first time and was on a pitch count last week. So I was kind of surprised to see him out there on the first carry, but it is win or go home. Ball in the middle of the field. Three receivers set to the left, one to the right. Shotgun formation. Passini takes the snap on third and eight. Steps on the pocket, throws left side too high for his intended receiver. Incomplete as it goes all the way out of bounds. A three and out for Middleton on the opening series of the game for the Cardinals. They'll punt it away. Dennis, if you're looking at how to start this game, if you're the Verona Wildcats, you go down the field, convert a couple of fourth downs, get seven points, and then force a three and out. Well done. <laughs> Coach Riley and his staff couldn't have developed or designed it any better than this. Punting it away for the Middleton Cardinals. Pacini handles the majority of the punting responsibilities. This one is kicked away. Potita waiting back at the 45. Retreats to the 41 where he gets it. Poteet running left. Stiff arms one man. Now stays on his feet. Spun around by the jersey and goes out of bounds. Near the 48-yard line of Middleton. Nice return. Trey Poteet, Mr. Do-It-All. Offense, defense, and special teams. He is a triple threat. And Verona starts its second series of the game in Middleton territory with 7.19 to go in the first quarter. Right there, that's a win for Middleton, a 41-yard punt. And uh, Poteet averaging 25 yards a return, two touchdowns this year. Uh, they kept him out of the end zone, so I'm surprised. I, I thought uh, Hunter and I talked a couple of times, don't kick to Poteet. Middleton is doing it, though. Ball on the left hash at the 47-yard line of Middleton. First down for the Verona Wildcats. Here's the snap. Laga Messina hands off, running left side, lowering the shoulder. Bradison goes out of bounds or maybe just shy of the out-of-bounds line after a gain of about two near the 45-yard line of Middleton. We'll call it second down and nine on an official gain of about one and a half yards. You like that half yard. Got to pad the stats. <laughs> Under seven minutes to go in the first quarter. 7-0. Verona leads Middleton. Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. Lago Messino steps up in the pocket. Going to break one tackle and gets to the 43-yard line where he's dragged down from behind. Third down and five upcoming for the Wildcats on a three-yard scamper. A little bit of a broken play running to the right side. Lago Messino with pressure coming. Yeah, that was uh, Dom Frost, 79 defensive tackle. 47 tackles coming in. Four and a half sacks, one of the sack leaders of the team. Ball on the right hash at the 42-yard line, setting up third down and five. Line to gain is the 37 
of Middleton. We're midway through the first quarter. 7-0 Verona leads Middleton on Zimbraconda's Prep Mania. Two receivers set to the near side right. Three, or excuse me, two to the left. Here's the snap. Lagomasino steps up in the pocket. Pressure coming. Throws nearly intercepted on the right sideline. Goes through the hands of a would-be defender. Goes out of bounds incomplete. Fourth and five. Verona. And I would think the Wildcats will bring the punting unit on. It looks like they will. Uh, 45 Tyler votes. Almost had a chance to pick that one off. Now, the first time around, you're on midfield. It was a fourth and one. They'll go for it. Now, with the lead, Verona wants to flip the field. And, again, pin, they had Middleton pinned inside their 20 the first time. They want to keep him there. Handling the punting responsibilities for the Wildcats is number 26. The kicker also, Yamin Brown. All-conference first-team kicker, too. Had a great year so far. Oh, bad snap. Brown has to go back and get it at the 40. He's able to kick it away, oh, and it's a beauty as it sails out of bounds. That could have been disastrous for Verona, but Yamin Brown was able to collect himself, evade someone coming on to try and block it for Middleton, and kicks it out of bounds back to the Middleton 25 is where the Cardinals will start this drive. Uh, that's pretty incredible. <laughs> It's little plays like that, Dennis, that can be the difference when you have two so evenly matched teams in a playoff game like this. A bad break that they're able to capitalize yeah. just enough and keep things on the tracks. It's only a 17-yard punt, but I'll tell you, that's why he's an all-conference punter. Still kept his composure and able to at least keep uh, Middleton on their side of the field. 5.44 to go first quarter, 7 nothing Verona. First down Middleton. Here's the handoff from Passini. Falk nearly tackled at the 32. He stayed on top of a defender to lunge forward a couple of extra yards just shy of the first down line to get her. Are they going to give him the first down? Yes, they will. Gain of 10 to the 35 on an excellent carry by the senior running back, Bryce Falk. Yeah, nice uh, nice play for uh, Middleton defender, too. That goes number two, uh, Miles Dawkins, uh, son of uh, former Badger, J.C. Dawkins. On the left hash at the 35-yard line, 5.15 to go first quarter. Middleton trailing 7-0. Level 2 Division 1 high school football playoffs. Gabe Passini takes the snap. Quick throw left, complete at the 35. Forward just a yard, maybe two. Brought down at the numbers at the 37-yard line. Five minutes to play in the first quarter. Second down and about eight. Upcoming for the Cardinals. And we'll call it nine as the ball is spotted just about a three-quarters of a yard in front of the original line of scrimmage. These two teams met back on September 8th at Middleton, a game we saw and listened to right here on ESPN Madison, 28-21. Verona went on the road, came away with the victory. Here's the snap. Passini faked the give, keeps it himself, running left. Oh, tripped up at the shoelaces. He had a lot of green in front of him near the numbers on the left end of the field, but still is able to pick up near first down yardage. They'll drop him just shy of the first down line to gain at the 45. 44 is where the ball is spotted. Third and one for Middleton. Gabe Passini, that's where he can be dangerous. Yes, he can. Uh, you got to mark him. There's got to be somebody on the Verona squad that knows what he's doing, even if he's taking a drink on the sidelines. Ball on the left hash, two receivers right, two to the left. Passini shotgun formation. Falk, the tailback, gets the carry. No, Passini's going to keep it himself, and he's got room to run. Right side, first down, yardage and more to the 50, 45, 40. Gets a block to the 35, 30, and he's brought down at the 27-yard line. Big gain, Gabe Passini. The senior keeps it himself. And for the first time tonight, Middleton is into Verona territory. 
Huge gain for Gabe Passini. That puts him over 700 yards rushing now on the season. That was a design play again. Uh, we saw in the first time when they played Madison Memorial, he ran for 198 yards. You just don't want him taking a lot of hits in the game. That's where Falk's got to come to play, but big carry. Ball on the right hash at the 27. Two receivers set to the near side right. Here's the snap. Bassini with pressure coming, trying to evade it. Broke one tackle, can't do it again. Brought down back for a loss of almost 10 yards. Back at the 37-yard line. The Verona defense was all over Passini and the backfield. Nowhere to go for the Cardinals. <laughs> Outstanding. Yeah, you can run, but you can't hide sometimes, and that was one of those 67 Bowden uh, Brutzavin, I think it is. Yeah. Number well, 67 on that one. The bottom, or excuse me, 35-yard line, loss of eight on the first down play for Middleton. Ball near the middle of the field at the 35-yard line, second and 18. 2.40 to go first quarter, 7-0. Verona leads Middleton, Cardinals driving. Here's the snap, Bassini left side, too high, incomplete. That could have been dangerous. It fell innocently to the turf on a broken play, but there were a few Verona defenders over there that had a chance to get in on it. Third and 18 now for Middleton. I'd ask Dennis if this is four-down territory, but they got to get some yardage first. Yeah, they do. Line to gain is the 17-yard line of Verona. Ball spotted at the 35. Trips receivers to the left, one to the near side right. Passini, shotgun formation with Falk to his left. Awaiting the snap, here it is. Fake the give, pressure coming. Passini throws for Falk out of the backfield. At the 30, 25 to the 20. Falk stays on his feet, lunging forward for first down yardage. Near the 15-yard line, the extra effort by senior Bryce Falk moves the chains and keeps the drive alive for the Middleton Cardinals. Excellent play, Bryce Falk. Great footwork, but you expect that. He's the state wrestler, finished sixth last year at state, 170 pounders. So quick on his feet and uh, a big threat out of the backfield, uh, running the ball in. As you saw, they're catching it too. Ball on the right hash. Two receivers set to the left, one to the right. Shotgun formation with 2 10 to go in the first quarter, 7 0. Verona leads Middleton. Cardinals in the red zone. Passini awaits the snap, takes it. Option play keeps it. Passini running forward. Flag is down as Passini's tackled at the 12. As it stands, a gain of three. But let's check the flag. It's in the vicinity of what would typically be holding. The officials conferring near the middle of the field here with 2.01 to go in the first quarter. And after a conference, it is holding against Middleton, so that will back the Cardinals up. Ouch. Not what you want here. Despite finishing second in the Big 8 conference standings and losing the head-to-head -head game with Verona this season, Middleton actually finished ahead of Verona in the Wisports.net coaches poll. Middleton finished sixth at the end of the regular season, while Verona finished tenth in those standings. Verona's only loss coming to the Muskego Warriors, one of the top teams in the state. Fascinating how that shook out, but maybe the coaches know something I don't. Here's the give. Falk running left on first down and 20, and he drives forward near the original line of scrimmage, which is a pretty good gain of about 8 or 9 yards to get back near the 15-yard line. Sets up a manageable second down and about 11 yards to go. Yeah, I just wanted something positive on that one, especially after the hold. So, nice pickup of nine. 
Second and 11 for Middleton. Ball on the left hash. One receiver to the near side left. Three to the right. Falk the lone tailback to the right-hand side of Gabe Passini. Passini awaiting the snap. Here it is. Takes the snap. Steps up in the pocket with pressure coming. Passini wants to run. Looking now to throw. Now he takes it again to run and lowers the shoulder. Gets four yards or so and a rugby scrum breaks out as Passini won't go down. Now he will at the 11. Gain of five. Sets up third down and about six yards to go for the Middleton Cardinals as we near the end of the first quarter. He's so dangerous once he gets an open field there. And part of the... Uh, defensive strategy to keep him in the pocket as long as you can but when he stepped up there there was plenty of running room and he took advantage of it ball in the middle of the field 30 seconds to go in the first quarter three receivers right one to the left middleton looking for its first points of the night trailing seven nothing to verona passini awaits the snap takes it fake the give steps up in the pocket passini tucks running left to the numbers lowers the shoulder Spins forward, brought down at the four, first down Middleton. Passini needed eight, he got nine to set up first and goal. It's a heck of a play by Gabe Passini to keep it going. And Dennis, that's more than once on this drive. We've seen an extra effort by a Middleton carrier help move the chains. That's what it takes this time of year. I mean, like we said, you win or go home. There's no tomorrow, so uh, you got to leave it all out there. And, the, and the, both teams are doing it. Great first quarter. That is the end of the first quarter. 7 nothing. Verona leads Middleton on Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN. Verona leads Middleton on Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Jesse Nelson and the Dean Dennis Semrau from Verona Area High School Level 2 of the Division 1 WIAA State Football Playoffs. For nearly 50 years, Zimbraconda's provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles and the trusted staff of Zimbraconda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. If you're in the market for a new or used Honda, visit Zimbrick Honda in Madison today or online at ZimbrickHonda.com. Dennis will get your first quarter thoughts in a moment because out of the gates here to start the second quarter, it's a crucial first and goal situation for the Middleton Cardinals. Yeah, pick up a fade on the last one. That's a nine-play, 71-yard drive so far here. Ball on the left hash, two receivers to the right, one to the near side left. Passini takes the snap, fake the give. Shuffles his way through a couple of defenders, lowers the shoulder, knees go down at the three, maybe the two-yard line. That was snapped at the four, and I think they'll give him just a yard, maybe a yard and a half on that carry. So second and goal, Middleton. Just a couple of yards away from the goal line, trailing 7-0 as we begin play here in the second quarter. Remember when these two teams met back on September 8th in Verona's 28-21 win at Middleton, the Cardinals actually went down 21-0 in the first half before battling back, ultimately falling 28-21 to Verona. Yeah, they did in that one. Uh, Passini, that, in that game, rushed for 99 yards. And here Passini takes it himself, and all he needed was three to get in. Touchdown, Middleton. Gabe Passini, three-yard run, his 12th rushing touchdown of the season, and the Cardinals a point after away from tying this game.
That was a six minute thirty two six minute thirty two second drive. You talk about a, a comeback after that one and uh, that three and out on the first one, eleven plays seventy five yards, and now where you got a ball game all even. With 11-12 to go if in the second quarter. We jinxed the extra point. Right? One after attempt by Drew Cooney. He is 30 of 32 on the season. Make him 31 of 33 as it is true, and we are tied at 7. Middleton and Verona nodded with 11-12 to go in the second quarter. You're listening to Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Main. When I'm gone, I'm never really gone. You think you're moving on. Jesse Nelson and the Dean. Dennis Semrau, Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN and streaming on the ESPN Madison YouTube channel. We thank those of you who have bared with us tonight some technical difficulties as we were getting situated here at Verona Area High School. We're all set to go now as we welcome you here on the video stream. 7-7, Verona and Middleton with 11-12 to go in the second quarter. Dennis, as we look at the first quarter plus a few minutes of this game as the kickoff is pushed away from Trey Poteet and will roll out of bounds. A flag comes down, setting up good solid field position for Verona on this next offensive series. A quick recap for those just joining us on the ESPN Madison YouTube stream. So first drive of the game, Verona gets it a couple of fourth downs in short. Ultimately, they punch it in for a touchdown to go up seven to nothing. Middleton offensive struggles a little bit early on, went three and out on the first drive, but then they get the ball back. They go down the field, and Gabe Passini with the legs. Bryce Falk, the running back, come up with a couple of crucial plays on third down. Passini punches it in for a three-yard touchdown run. Did I miss anything, No, nope. three of three first down conversions for the Cardinals there. And the big one was that third down pass play, 21 yards on a third and 18 to Falk. So first down, Verona at the 35-yard line. Here's the snap, Elijah Lago Messino taking it himself, running left side, tripped up outside the numbers, shy of the 40. Gain of three, maybe four, depending on the spot. Shy of the 40-yard line with 11 minutes to go in the second quarter. Two possessions, a punt, and a touchdown for each team. How even can you get it here? 10.50 to go here in the second quarter. 7-7 is our score. The Verona Wildcats 9-1 on the season champions of the Big 8 Conference in the regular season. The Middleton Cardinals also 9-1. They finished 6-1 in conference play, their only loss coming at home to the Verona Wildcats. Here's a nice carry running left side. Chase Bradison, the senior, stomped over a couple of Middleton would-be tacklers, and he's able to push forward into Cardinal territory before being brought down at the 46-yard line. Nice carry by Bradison. First down, Verona. And tackle by Harrison Armstrong, one of those defensive backs who had been out uh, for a number of games. He had thumb surgery during the season, but nice tackle there. Uh, that might have been a six. On the left hash at the 46-yard line, 10-10 to play. Second quarter tied at seven. First down, Lagomasino rolling right. He's a left-handed throwing quarterback. Pressure coming from the Middleton defense, and Lagomasino is brought down at the line of scrimmage. No gain may have lost a half a yard. Good play, good pressure applied by those bigs for Middleton up front. I tell you, he was uh, pursued uh, mightily by number 98, and that was Torin Petaway. He's got uh, four and a half sacks this year. And then also the linebacker of the year in the Big 8, Sam Piloff, going to be going to Rutgers next year. He will be an early enrollee. He'll be leaving in January for Rutgers and uh, leaving his mark out on the field here for the Cardinals. No ball. gain on that play. Yep, no gain at all. Ball at the 46-yard line, spotted on the right hash, second and 10, Verona, with 10 minutes to play in the second quarter, tied at 7. 
Two receivers near side right, one to the left. Lagomasino takes the snap. Oh. Pressure coming, and he is drilled. Lagomasino goes down all the way back on the opposite side of midfield near the 45-yard line. Middleton's figured something out defensively here on this series, Dennis Semrau. They are getting pressure on Elijah Lagomasino, and this time they get to him. Uh, 18, Caden Young, a reserve uh, in on that play with a, with a nice sack. Uh, that, that was no chance. As soon as he went to set back in the pocket, uh, he was toast. Third and 19 with 9.30 to go in the second quarter. Tied at seven. Ball in the right hash. Two receivers left, one to the right. Lagomasino with a long way to go. Takes it. No, no, this is Poteet with a direct snap. Poteet running right side using a blocker, getting past midfield at the numbers, brought down at the original line of scrimmage at the 46-yard line. After all that, the punting unit comes out for Verona to kick it away. Well, Middleton's made some adjustments from that opening drive, and now two quick series. So one first down here, but forcing a punt. You may wonder why snap it to Poteet on a play like that on 4th and 18, but I, I actually think it was a great play call by Verona. Get the ball in the hand of your best playmaker. Poteet is that guy, and he got eight yards. Here's the snap. Clean punt is kicked away with the wind. It will land at the five and take a bounce out of bounds, but a touchback is called. Goes just beyond the pylon through the end zone, setting up Middleton to begin this next possession, first and ten at their own 20-yard line with 8.38 to go in the first quarter. Prep Mania on ESPN Madison, brought to you in part by Basquale's Cantina. Before or after the game, Pasquale's Cantina, the perfect spot for authentic Southwest flavors right here in the Madison area, especially in Middleton and Verona. Whether it's to fulfill your craving for red chili, their fresh guacamole, or those blue corn tortilla tacos, Pasquale's is the place to enjoy time with friends and family. Visit one of their locations in Middleton or Verona today, or check out the menu and their food online at PasqualesCantina.com. Bringing the flavors of the Southwest to the Midwest, Pasquale's Cantina. One of our favorite places to go and get some delicious food, Dennis, and fans of Middleton and Verona enjoying it. Could use some warm food here tonight. I told Hunter to pick us some chips and guac on the way over here from Pasquale's. Can't believe he didn't come through for us. Shame on you, Hunter Vaughn, our video producer tonight and, of course, broadcaster for many prep mini games throughout the course of this season on ESPN Madison. First down carry for the Middleton Cardinals, gain of just one. Out to the 21-yard line, sets up a manageable second down and nine. And that was Bryce Falk again on the carry. 8-10 to go. Tied at seven, second quarter. Level 2 Division 1 high school football playoffs. Passini, fake the give. Rolling right, wants to throw deep. Nobody open. Now Passini tucks it. Cape could himself. Flag is down. Oh. Passini spins to the 17-yard line. Gain of 2. As it stands, it would be 3rd and 7. But let's check the flag. That's the problem. When you start scrambling in the back, usually a flag comes down. There's a hold. One of your teammates trying to help you out. I would not be surprised. And looking at Middleton. Yeah. I would be shocked if this was anything but holding. It, yep, it is. So back up the Middleton Cardinals. Under eight minutes to go in the second quarter. Rivalry weekend at all levels of football. Wisconsin, Ohio State at Camp Randall tomorrow night under the lights. Packers, Vikings, noon Sunday. But it begins tonight here with Middleton and Verona. On Zimbraconda's Prep Mania. 7.50 to go second quarter. Second and 19 for the Cardinals. Three receivers right, one to the near side left. Pussini takes the snap. It's a quarterback-designed run. He goes straight up the middle, 
Tripped up just beyond the 15-yard line as he extends forward to the 17. Third down and long for Middleton, looking at about 13 yards to go to get to the first down marker. Yeah, Lucas Strasser. Wondering about that was the uh, outside linebacker there was able to pull up Pacini down. He's uh, one of the guys that's supposed to be keeping an eye on Pacini all night long. Did his job there. Trips receivers to the left, one to the near side right. Pacini in a shotgun on third and 13. Here's the snap. Steps up. Pacini wants to throw. Pressure coming. They got him. Pacini brought down at the 13-yard line. And the Verona fans love the effort by the defensive unit as the punting unit comes out for Middleton to kick it away. Three and out for the Cardinals. Dennis. Jacob Bindle, number 52, is looking to see who came out of the bottom of the pile and Strasser once again, but big-time sack. I'm impressed with the Verona defense so far here tonight. They have come to play, and they are causing some issues for Passini and Falk trying to run the football. Loss of two, fourth and 15. The punt is kicked away cleanly into the wind. Signaled for a fair catch. It drops at midfield and will roll out of bounds, benefiting Middleton a few extra yards out near the 45 of Verona. 6.15 to go. Still tied at seven. Level two, Division One high school football playoffs. Hey, you talk about that defense three times in the last five games. Shutouts, only six points in another game for that Verona defense, but... Designed tonight, quarterback runs. they got to keep an eye on Pacini. Uh, Falk can, can hurt you, too, out of the backfield, as we saw with that uh, that uh, long catch on the previous drive. But those quarterback runs, and he's had a couple tonight, but Strasser is the guy that's marked, and he's been on both the last two tackles. You sense momentum with Verona here in the mid-stage of the second quarter. Three receivers right on the left hash. Here's the snap. Handoff, Bradison, nowhere to go. Left side, dropped for a loss. Lost about two, maybe three yards on that carry. Trying to run to the near side of the field. Middleton read it. Second down and 13 upcoming for the Verona offense. Well, Middleton's going to get the second half kickoff. So Verona would like to take a nice drive here and punch one in before uh, halftime. To, um, you know, again, those last four minutes of this of this half and the first four are the, are the big ones here. Are you going to be able to score here and are you going to be able to stop the team coming out? And see what I think is if I'm Middleton, I have all three timeouts. Get a stop, get the ball, go score, then get it again. you got a chance to go up by two scores. And put it up there. That's the reverse factor. Ball on the left hash, second and 13. Lago Messino takes the snap, fires middle oh. of the field, off the fingertips of an intended receiver incomplete near midfield. Aiden Chapman, the junior, was the intended receiver has 10 catches on the season. Unfortunately for him, that was not number 11, third and 13, Verona. Well, I kind of reached out there and could not pull that one in. So this three straight series for uh, Verona that uh, Middleton's done an outstanding job getting behind the chains. Third and 13 for the Wildcats. Winner of this game will face the winner of Sussex, Hamilton, and Arrowhead in level three of the Division I WIAA State Football Playoffs next week. A lot of work to do here, though. Lago Messina on third and 13, throws right side, caught at the 45, but an immediate tackle. Nowhere to go for the Wildcats. They'll bring the punting unit out. It was hauled in by the tight end, Wes Bricolet, but again, immediately brought down by the Cardinal defense, setting up a punt. 
defensive battle here in the second quarter between these two teams. Under five minutes to go. Punting unit is out. Yamin Brown kicks it away. A little contact back there as the ball is dribbled. Picked up. It's loose at the 10. Verona, I think, has it. They do. The first turnover of the game belongs to the Verona Wildcats on special teams. And they'll start a drive inside the Middleton Five. Looked like number seven might have come up with that one for Verona. And if it was seven, it was Garrison Cotty, the senior, with the big play. It was a weird bounce. That's not the first time tonight we've seen the ball take a funny hop on a kick that landed. And now Verona takes over at the three-yard line of Middleton looking to get the lead back. Lagomasino, pistol formation. Bunch of players stacked on the line. One receiver to the left. Here's the snap handoff. Bradison near the goal line, brought down short. Gain of two, second and goal at the one. And Verona quick to the line. They want to try and push this in quick. Lagomasino under center. Takes it himself. Trying to go through the center. It's not going to get there. Great stand by the Middleton defense up front. It's third and goal, Verona. Approaching four minutes to play in the second quarter. You got to get the ball in the end zone if you're the Wildcats here, don't you, Dennis? You want, you, uh, you got to take advantage of that turnover. You want seven. You don't want three here. You'll take three if you have to, but you got to be able to punch the ball in here. But, again, that uh, Verona defense, uh, <laughs> Middleton defense averages 300 pounds. They're a force. Laga Messino, handoff to the goal line. Poteet oh. didn't get it. Nope. Poteet came on the wide receiver sweep, but he was brought down just shy of the goal line. Three attempts for Verona to get in from the three. They didn't get it. This ball can't get much closer to the goal line without being in. It's fourth and goal with inches to go for the Wildcats. 3.20 to go in the second quarter. The Verona offense is on the field. You got to punch it in here. This is a gut check time for the offensive line. Shotgun formation. Two receivers left. Here's the snap. Poteet on the direct snap. Into the end zone. Wildcat, there it is. Touchdown, Trey Poteet. Triple threat Trey. Rushes it in for six. Verona up 13-7 with 3.07 to go. It came in averaging nine yards a carry. He only needed one there, or maybe a foot, right? <laughs> so that's his uh, second rushing touchdown of the season. Point after for Brown. He is 20 of 25 now on the season. Good snap, pressure coming, good hold, good kick. It's up and good. 14-7. Verona leads Middleton with 3.07 to go in the second quarter. That's a killer for Middleton. You force a punt, but you turn it over, and then your defense is outstanding. Three plays to two yards, but in the end, you get it to your playmaker. Great players make great plays, and Potita is a great player. 
Since 1962, Stoughton Trailers has been a family-owned and operated business. With competitive wages and excellent benefits, plus growth and advancement opportunities, Stoughton Trailers is an exciting place to grow your career. Join the collaboration, innovation, and dynamic team atmosphere at Stoughton Trailers with positions now open in production, operations, finance, sales, engineering, supply chain, and more. They have everything. Go to stojobs.com to apply today. On behalf of Stoughton Trailers, best of luck to all the participants in today's game. Stoughton Trailers, big trailers, big opportunities. Coming up after the game, we'll have our final haul tonight. Brought to you by Stoughton Trailers as well. Well, Milton's still got plenty of time. Three timeouts, three minutes. He'll be able to uh, punch one in here and then get that second half kickoff. So. And you got to adjust the expectations now, try to tie this game as you oh. go into the half. And they will let this one sail on a big kick by Yamin Brown that goes all the way into the end zone for a touchback. With the wind at his back, you know he could kick that, and he did just that. 3.07 to go in the second quarter. So it is Middleton football trailing 14-7. to These two teams played to a 28-21 final score. Back on September 8th at Middleton, Verona came away with the win, and it's why they are 2023 Big 8 regular season champions. Middleton trying to spoil the fun here in the postseason. Passini takes the snap, quarterback design run on first down, runs forward, not much doing, maybe two yards out to the 22. And now you run into this interesting scenario here, Dennis, of if you're Middleton and you want to run the football effectively, when do you start calling timeouts before picking up a first down if you choose to do so? It's kind of this no-man's land with about three minutes to go until the half. You want points. You want to sustain a drive. Let's see what the Cardinals decide to do. Second and eight. Five wide for Middleton. Man comes in motion left to right. It's a little pitch play. And that's the way it'll go up the gut past the 25 near the 28-yard line. That's Elijah Jackson, the running back. Let's see where they spot this football. It's a manageable third-down situation for Middleton. They'll give him the 28 for a gain of six, setting up third and two. Clock continues to run with two minutes now to play in the first half. Middleton and Verona with all three timeouts remaining. Cardinal football trailing 14-7. Two receivers near side right, one to the left. Here's the snap, same play, running it the other way. Verona read it, nowhere to go. That time it was Piloff who was brought down on the pitch play. All the way back near the original line to scrimmage at the 21-yard line. A loss of seven. 92 Roland Boniface with that one. And you can see that pumped up. <laughs> he gave us the muscle man move right there. Excellent. That's uh, his third tackle for loss this season. Couldn't come at a better time for Verona. Piloff, a linebacker and wide receiver, as listed on the Middleton roster, had nowhere to go on that play. It's fourth and eight. And Verona, I believe, called its first time out here. A little clock situation here. So while they sort that out, and the, there's clearly a timeout that has been taken, I'll take this opportunity to remind you that Zimbra Honda's presentation of Prep Mania is brought to you by the WIAA. A message during this postseason broadcast from the WIAA and the Wisconsin Department of Transportation. Speeding and reckless driving are leading causes of injuries and deaths 
on Wisconsin roads. Whether you're an athlete or spectator, control your drive on the roads to keep all travelers safe. Don't speed. Don't be reckless. Zero in Wisconsin. Together, we can save lives. So, Dennis, now Verona gets the ball back. They're up 14-7, to looking at about 90 seconds to go until halftime. This could be a pivotal couple of moments in this game. The punt is away cleanly, away from Poteet. It bounces at the 45, takes a Verona bounce up to the 41. That's where Verona will start in Middleton territory, so great field position. Dennis, do you feel like this is perhaps the biggest turning point we may see tonight? Yeah, it is. If Verona can punch one in, it'll be two-touchdown lead going in. Uh, taking advantage of a mistake there. Just Middleton's defense is quite outstanding other than that first series. But to give up that short field, it, it's pretty tough when you got only three yards to go. And it took Verona four plays to get it in. This is like what happened last year. Uh, Verona was able to take advantage of a blocked punt for their only touchdown and then uh, get a couple of field goals. Just get enough yards to do some damage. Ball on the left hash. They spotted officially at the 42. Here's the snap. Lago Messino rolling right. Throws downfield right sideline. Trying to come back for it. Couldn't come up with the catch. And no flag nope. despite the petition of the Verona fans directly in front of us here at Verona Area High School. <laughs> Think they're unhappy? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I walked into the ESPN Madison office a few weeks ago to a uh, welcome very similar to what the Verona fans just gave the officials here. What did you do? Existed. <laughs> Second and ten for the Verona Wildcats with a minute 26 to go until the break. They applaud when you show up, Dennis. I don't know what the deal is with me. Ball on the left hash, three receivers to the right, nobody on the left. Lagomasino with the tailback Bradison to his left. Here's oh. the snap. It's a backwards pass on a bounce. A good bounce to Velichka. He's able to fall on it. But that was a live ball and a loss for Verona. They're going the wrong way. Back to the 47-yard line. It's third and long now with a minute 10 to go until the half. They have two timeouts remaining, but this is... This is getting to be dicey now if you don't pick up enough yardage here to go for it on fourth down. Under a minute to go. The clock does continue to run. And Verona's now in that no-man's land situation. They're going to let the clock run, but if they can get a chunk play here, they might have to adjust that strategy. And now a stoppage for a timeout called by Verona. Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN. Brought to you by the GRB Academy, baseball for the serious player. The GRB Academy wants to be part of your plan to reach your potential. Utilize GRB Academy's 52,000 square foot facility, 14 batting cages, and 6,000 room. Personal lessons are available year round. So if you want that one-on-one -on -one instruction, the GRB Academy can provide it even when the snow is on the ground outside. With over 300 college players and over 150 Division I players, GRB Academy leads the way in the Midwest for college recruitment and player development. Visit grbacademy.com to find out more information. The GRB Academy, baseball for the serious player. What do you draw up, Dennis, on 3rd and 18 for Verona? <laughs> find Velichka. <laughs> That's the one. You go to your go-to player. 
Well, let's see if that's what they decide to do. Here's the but snap. They hand They'll off. hand it off instead for Bradison, and he only got a couple of yards to the 45, maybe the 44 is where they'll mark him. 30 seconds to go until the half, and now, nope, I thought the clock stopped, but it does continue to run. It appears Middleton's content getting into the break, and Verona appears to be in no hurry itself. So 12 yep. seconds to go until the We're break. We're going to let this run out. And, yep, Middleton gets the ball to start the second half, so they're content letting the clock run out. We will approach halftime, and there it is. Verona 14, Middleton 7 at the break. This Big 8 conference rivalry in full force after 24 minutes at Verona Area High School. We'll step aside when we come back. Riley Yauk in the ESPN Madison studio with first half Scores from around the area as well as the UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week. Dennis and I will be back for our first half thoughts in a few moments. 14-7, Verona leads Middleton at the break. Division 1, Level 2 of the WIAA State Football Playoffs. It's Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN. back to Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. My name is Riley Yauk back here in the ESPN Madison Everlight Solar Studios. And before we get to the scoreboard update from around the area, let's first take a look at our UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week, Ryan Schmidt of Edgewood High School. Our ESPN Madison UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week, Ryan Schmidt from Edgewood High School. Welcome. Thank you. You're a big soccer guy. I am. I'm huge. So you had to sell a few people on you playing soccer? Just a few people. So my dad is a huge baseball guy. He didn't want to do anything with soccer at first, but then my brother got involved with soccer, and then he, he kind of was forced to get involved with it as well. I feel like ever since then, he's like grown on the game, but he still doesn't like know much about it. He'll go to my games, but he just won't go to a professional game. As far as other activities, you're a soccer coach too, right? I was, yeah. So I was a youth soccer coach in the spring for Magic. And then I do a bunch of like little camps at Middleton United. Now Edgewood's one of the schools that requires community service. Yeah. Do you have any special projects you've worked on? Uh, and, and maybe something with the Edgewood the Community Day that stands out a little bit for you? One of the big projects that I worked on was obviously coaching, just bringing back like soccer mind, soccer knowledge to young youth players. And joining that team, they already had like three coaches and they were getting overworked and it was just a lot for them to handle. When I got me aside and go, we appreciate you coming. These guys are a lot, but we know you will be fine. And we turned out to do really well that season. I think we only lost like two games, and that was to the Madison West region. That team was just very special to me because that was the first team that I ever coached. I would just bring my soccer knowledge to them, and they wanted to be there every single day, wanted to learn, wanted to do everything that we wanted them to do. So it wasn't just they were forced to be there. Did you see yourself as a soccer coach down the road? I did not. I honestly didn't think soccer was going to be my whole path. I thought I was going to get into baseball a lot more than I did. I played baseball from T-ball all the way to, I think, sixth grade or seventh grade, and then I quit. I thought baseball was going to be my whole career, but then I just realized that I didn't have the same love of the game as I did in elementary school. 
and then I realized that soccer was more of my passion at that moment. Well, it's great to have a passion for something, right? It, it is, yeah. And you want to study what for college? Kinesiology. I'm trying to get into physical therapy. Anybody in the family been a physical therapist or you had injuries? Or? I've had a lot of just like recent injuries, junior year and sophomore year. The athletic training here at Danielle, she gave me a lot of like rehab stuff to do. And I really liked how getting athletes who were injured back on the field. You said that did you know, you've never broken a bone? I've never broken a bone. I've only gotten hurt one time with soccer and that was a concussion two years ago. When you look at your time at Edgewood, what do you remember the most about being a student athlete here? Oof, that's a loaded one. I'm gonna miss the most about just like how when you come home from a game after a big win, people ask you how the game went, and then you always, it's always like really fun to tell them that, yeah, we won against a really good opponent. And it's just a small enough school that um, you can see the players in the hallways, you're not only hanging around soccer players, you're hanging around other people. There's a lot of big people here, and it's just a huge community here, and I, that's why I love going here. Our ESPN UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week, Ryan Schmidt, Madison Edgewood High School. Brian, good luck the rest of the year. Thank you. Congratulations once again to Ryan Schmidt of Edgewood High School on being the UW Credit Union Student Athlete of the Week. As for over 90 years, UW Credit Union has helped Wisconsinites achieve their financial goals at every stage of life, offering great rates for greater possibilities. Join today at uwcu.org. UW Credit Union is proud to support all the area's student athletes. Make sure to listen every week to hear who the Student Athlete of the Week is. So without further ado, let's take you around the area, give you a few score updates. Starting with Division One, you guys already know what's going on in Verona as the Wildcats currently up 14-7, listening or streaming right here on 100.5 ESPN and ESPN Madison on YouTube. The game that the Dean highlighted, Sussex-Hamilton hosting Arrowhead. Sussex Hamilton currently up 17 to 13 at halftime. In Division Two, the Wanakee Warriors—they're—they're they're doing what Wanakee does. They're up 35 to zero over Lacrosse Central. They're gonna have a running clock coming out of halftime. Goodness gracious! There's just something about Wanakee, man. <laughs> just something about them. Then in Division Three, Mount Hora Barneveld up 23 to seven over the Thunderbirds of Baraboo. McFarland, I remember it was not long ago, back in about week three of the season, where I was lamenting how much the McFarland Spartans were getting thrashed by the opposition. And now they're up 14 to nothing late in the second quarter over the one seed Monroe Cheesemakers, the reigning state champs, on the ropes right now at home against McFarland. And finally, the Stoughton Vikings, the seventh seed Stoughton Vikings, taking it to the Waterford Wolverines up 20 to three at halftime. And in Division 4, the Lodi Blue Devils undefeated on the season. They don't appear to be slowing down against the West Salem Panthers, up 21 to nothing late in the second there. Number 5, Lakeside Lutheran. The Spartans up 13 to 7 over top-seeded Platteville. And finally, Lake Mills, the Elcats trailing CMH Catholic Memorial, 28 to 0. Listen to that on 94.5 ESPN. And last but certainly not least in Division 5, the third-ranked Columbus Cardinals up 13-7 over Prairie Duchene. That one is just about at halftime as well. So that'll do it for me here in the Everlight Solar Studios back in Madison. We're going to send it back out to Verona with Jesse Nelson and the Dean Dennis Semrau for their thoughts on the first half and the call of the second half. 
you'll hear me after the game. You're listening to Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN and the ESPN Madison YouTube channel. Jesse Nelson of the Dean Dennis Semerout back at Verona Area High School where we are in store for a great second half of this Level 2 Division 1 WIAA State Football Contest between the number 3 seed Middleton Cardinals and the number 2 seed Verona Wildcats. 14-7 Dennis Semerout. Verona leads at the half. Your big takeaways from the first half of action here tonight. Well, each team had one nice long uh, touchdown drive, but the key was the fumble on the uh, punt and a short field for Verona. Only had to go three yards. Took them four plays to do it, but uh, their playmakers are making plays. Quarterback Lagomasina to Velichka for their first touchdown, and Trey Poteet, who's had a couple of nice returns, and then a short uh, one-yard plunge for their second touchdown. On the other side, Pacini, 10 carries, 52 yards in the first half. He's doing a good job at quarterback. They've gotten a couple of good runs and good catches out of uh, Bryce Falk, but not nothing really out of the passing game other than uh, a couple things out of the backfield of Falk. So both teams, uh, this is a game of the trenches in the second half. You can tell the weather's cold, the fingertips are free, you know, freezing out here. We were starting, uh, I think it was about 45 at uh, kickoff and supposed to be about 38 by the time we end the game tonight. Uh, yes, it is November weather just around the corner. So I wore a hoodie and shorts. I'm feeling okay yeah, in the best you, box you, here, but I'm a little nuts. Yeah. Hunter shaking his head at me. Hunter Vaughn, our video producer I got, here on site. I got three layers on, and I got gloves in my bag to wear home. <laughs> oh, boy. But uh, it's a great night for football for the guys, and this is what we expected. And the winner gets uh, Sussex-Hamilton Arrowhead winner. Hamilton up 17-13 in that one. If Hamilton wins... Whoever get, wins here goes there. But if Arrowhead wins, the winner of this game gets to host. So that's more incentive. You mentioned the uh, big turnover that took place, which led to Poteet's one-yard touchdown run, Dennis, before halftime. Turnovers identified by both teams as a key to success tonight in the Canopy Wealth Management game plan. Canopy Wealth Management has a balanced approach to help guide you through a complex and ever-changing landscape throughout your family's financial planning journey they will serve as a partner, advocate, and steward to help achieve your goals with confidence. At Canopy Wealth Management, they believe that values matter and strengthen the community. When you work with Canopy, care, competence, and clarity isn't a tagline. It's a promise. Go to canopy-wealth.com to get started today. Thanks again to everyone joining us on our ESPN Madison YouTube stream. We appreciate you bearing with us through some technical difficulties at the beginning of tonight's broadcast on the YouTube stream, but we're happy to be able to... Fix it, get it to you, so we're bringing it to you as best we can here tonight at Verona Area High School for a great game in Level 2 of the Division One WIAA State Football Playoffs. 14-7, Verona leads Middleton as we get set to begin the second half in just a few moments. We'll step aside, be back for the third quarter. Verona 14, Middleton 7, Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania on 100.5 ESPN and Wisconsin On Demand. Jesse Nelson of the D. Semerow from Verona Area High School. Level 2 of the Division 1 WIAA State Football Playoffs. 14-7. to 7. 
The number two seed, Verona Wildcats, at home, leading the number three seed, Middleton Cardinals. I want to remind you about Zimbrick Honda and ESPN Madison's Game Changers of the Month program. Congratulations to the Monroe football team, our September Game Changer of the Month. ESPN Madison and Zimbrick Honda recognize the Monroe football team for their hard work in the community and their donations to Justice for a Cure. We're celebrating the best high school sports stories in the area with Game Changers of the Month. If you know of a team you'd like to recognize by ESPN Madison and Zimbrick Honda, nominate them today at ESPNMadisonGameChangers.com. That's ESPNMadisonGameChangers.com. So, Dennis Semrau, the second half of action about to get underway here. If your head coach, Andrew Riley of the Verona Wildcats, during that first half or halftime meeting, what are you telling your team up 14-7 to as you're about to kick it away back to Middleton? Just, <laughs> again, the key, stay ahead of the change. Just be consistent on offense. Nothing big. You don't have to go outside your comfort zone. Just uh, to be consistent. Keep an eye on Passini. We've got to lock him down on defense. And let's break one on special teams. Somebody's got to make a key block or got a good, good return on one of their guys. Yamin Brown will do the kicking for Verona right to left as we see it and as you see it on the ESPN Madison YouTube channel. Verona in their home black uniforms, orange letters and numbers with a white trim. Middleton in their road white uniforms, maroon letters and numbers with a black trim. Kickoff is fielded. Third quarter is underway. Going left, Damian Hansbro, the senior, gets outside the numbers at the 25, brought down at the 27-yard line. That's where the Cardinals will begin the first offensive series of the third quarter. Dennis, you mentioned at halftime, Gabe Passini a lot with his legs, not so much going to the air in the first half. Do you expect an adjustment here? Yes, I do. Uh, you've got some pretty good receivers. Uh, uh, they've been able to go to uh, Isaiah Oliver, and he has not touched. I have not seen him even get targeted tonight on anything and he's been a pretty big big play guy for them this year and uh, also their main wide receiver Troy Teff has been shut out we haven't called his name once yet tonight no not Teff we had Coleman uh, and Hansbro I mean so passing game has been non-existent for Middleton in the first half ball on the left hash two receivers left on the near side two to the right here's the snap Passini shotgun fan handoff to Funk no he, it's a trick play to Teff who throws it back to Passini. He's going upfield to the 35-yard line, brought down short of the first down line to gain. But out of the gates, a trick play. Passini, Falk, Teff back to Passini. And he picks up eight just shy of the first down, gain of nine, second and one. Yeah, uh, Teff has attempted uh, five, uh, three passes this year. Completed one for five yards and... and uh, so not a surprise there. He's an athlete. Uh, just trying to mix things up a little bit. I got to admit, I didn't see that coming on first down. It's a great play call, and it picks up nine yards. Second and one for the Middleton Cardinals. Ball on the right hash. One receiver to the far side left. Two stacked on the near side right. Passini in a shotgun formation. Falk the tailback to his right. Passini awaits the snap. Takes it. Throws quick right side. First down. Yes, Coleman. Catch completed, and he's out to the 38-yard line. Only needed one. That's what he got. Good for a first down. And it looks like Coleman remains down for Middleton. That's the first completion to a wide receiver uh, for Middleton here tonight. Oh, correction, actually. The scoreboard showing third and one. As Coleman's still a little slow to get up. So are they going to actually rule that that was an incomplete pass? Is that what happened there? I thought he was tackled. Shy of the first down line to get, or at the first down line. I thought he had enough, but maybe that wasn't the case. So we'll see as the injured player is tended to with 10.50 to go in the third quarter. 
Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania, 100.5 ESPN and ESPN Madison on YouTube, brought to you by Stoughton Health, where they provide trusted care close to home. They're proud to support all of the area's student-athletes and wish them all the best this season. From rehab to ortho care, Stoughton Health provides comfort and convenience locally. Visit StoughtonHealth.com to learn more information. So the injured Middleton Cardinal, Elijah Coleman, walking off the field. I'm wondering if, you know, speculating is not something I necessarily want to do, if he just might have had the wind knocked out of him there a little he is. bit he's there. He's jogging out to the sideline. Yeah, it looks like he's going to be doing all right over there, so that's great to see. But he was – oh, now we're going to do a measurement to see if this was a first down or not. Okay, so a lot happening here during this stoppage. Needed one yard, but a couple close. We first had the injured player. Now we have a measurement. Line to gain was the 38. Let's see what they market here. A couple of measurements here tonight in the postseason. It is shy. <laughs> a foot. By <laughs> a maybe foot. a foot. So no gain on that play. I, I, I got to admit, Dennis, I even looked away after the pass was completed to Coleman, just thinking that's an easy first down for Middleton, and he would go out of bounds or get tackled right there, and that would be that. That's a great defensive play by the Verona Wildcats to set up third and inches. So after a long stoppage, Middleton faces third and short. Down 14-7 with 10.50 to go in the third quarter. This is a big play. I know it's early in the third quarter. I know it's only a couple of inches, but Middleton needs to convert. They need to sustain a drive, and they would love to put points on the board and tie this game to begin this half. Here's the snap. Passini handoff, Falk. Falk running right side, gets the first down and more. Bounces outside in midfield, pass into Verona territory. He's knocked out of bounds near the 40. Big run, Bryce Falk. First down, Middleton in Verona territory. That's a big play by the senior. Big play, Poteet, number three, pushed him out of bounds there. Just a little shove, and he was off balance, but great run. That was 22 yards on a third and a foot. They mark him out at the 41. First and 10, Middleton ball on the right hash. Big stacked formation here. Here's a give again for Falk. Goes right now left. Lowers his shoulder forward. Hustling out to the 31. I think he got another first down. Yep, gain of 10. First and 10, Middleton. Bryce Falk finding his groove here in the second half. 170-pound wrestler last year. He's at 185 now. He's had extra strength. Uh, he is just brute force there once he gets the ball. Ball on the right hash. 10-15 to go. Third quarter. Middleton trailing 14-7. Another stack formation. Here's the snap. Pasini hands for Falk. Up the gut. First down. Inside the 20. Pushing forward. Still on his feet to the 12. And this is as loud as we've heard the Middleton contingency across the field in the packed-in bleachers making the short trip up the road. They are cheering on Bryce Falk and the momentum that this Middleton offense has found. First and 10 at the 13. Same formation. Falk checks out into the game. Comes number 26. That's Elijah Jackson at running back. Here's the snap. Jackson gets it. Running left side. Bounces out. Now cuts up. Short of the five-yard line, but a nice gain of about seven yards for Jackson, giving Falk a break. 
the battering ram Falk three carries 50 yards in the three previous plays. Now to get it to the uh, speedster a little bit outside, and he picks up some good yards here, seven on the first play. This is an adjustment that is working for Middleton starting the second half, trailing 14 to seven. Second and three, Cardinals. Here's the snap. Passini keeps it himself this time, running left. First down yardage as he extends forward outside the numbers, inside the five, near the three-yard line, first and goal, Middleton. Yeah, two pass plays to open the drive, and now it's run, baby, run. That's all it's been. Clock continues to run. Nine minutes to go in the third quarter. Middleton keeps the formation. Passini awaiting the snap, takes it, wants to go himself straight ahead, Gets a push. He is short of the goal line. Spot him at the one. Pack of Wildcats there. Or do we want to call that a horde? <laughs> <laughs> I honestly don't know what a group of Wildcats is called. I guess I should figure that one out. Here again. They're going to keep it. Middleton stacks it up. Passini lunges over the top of the pile. And into the end zone. Touchdown Middleton. Gabe Passini. Punches it in. Powerful start to the third quarter for the Middleton offense on the ground. Nine plays, 72 yards. The last seven. It was ground cardinal all the way, and they just ran it right down the Wildcats' throats. 8.30 to go in the third quarter. Let's see if Middleton does, it. in fact, attempt the point after here. I see Passini. I see number 26, Jackson, out here. Is this a group that wants to go for two? It appears to be so. I think Middleton senses that they've got the Verona defense gassed right now. And flags Flag. fly. Oh. Poteet, among others, on the Verona defense pointing at Middleton for jumping, and that is what happened. So now they'll come out to attempt a traditional point after to try and tie the game. That's a bad break for the Cardinals, sensing opportunity to try and punch in and take the lead on a two-point conversion. Instead, it'll now be another point after attempt for Drew Cooney. And moves it back to the eight. Cooney, the starting tight end. Also the point after attempt kicker. He is 31 of 33 on the year. Bad snap! And it's fumbled. They have to jump on it. But Middleton does not tie the game. Verona holds on to a 14-13 lead with 8.30 to go in the third quarter. Uh, oh, it's going to come back again. Win the special teams battle. That's the special teams play right there. And the Middleton mistake. Two mistakes for Middleton. One a fumble. It gave up a touchdown. Now it cost them an extra point here. And when you talk about those canopy wealth management keys to victory, Dennis, turnovers and special teams, both mentioned for both teams, how important that phase of the game is when you have two so evenly matched opponents, two rivals going at it here, familiar with one another in the postseason. And so far, the two poor plays on special teams have impacted Ver or Middleton more than Verona, and that's why the Wildcats have a one-point lead here in the third quarter. Yeah, Passini now with his second touchdown run of the game. 13 on the year for Gabe Passini, the senior. 
So Middleton will kick it away left to right, trailing by one. Verona will get the ball back with that one-point advantage, 14-13 to 13, with 8.30 to go in the third quarter. Jesse Nelson and the Dean Dennis Semrau, Zimbrick Honda's presentation of Prep Mania. Hunter Vaughn, our on-site video producer. Riley Yauk, our audio producer back in the Everlight Solar Studios at ESPN Madison in the AmFam Spark Building. Level 2 of the Division 1 WIAA State Football Playoffs. Big 8 Conference rivals living up to the hype here in the third quarter. A squib kick, keeping it away from Potita's best Middleton can. It's fielded at the 25, spin move at the 30, and forward to the 35-yard line is where Verona will begin its first offensive series of the second half. That appeared to be number seven, Garrison Cotty, on the return. So here come the Wildcats. Elijah Lagamasino leading the Wildcat offense. Last time out, they were stalled as they were hoping to put points on the board before the half. 8.22 to go, third quarter. Lagamasino on first down, takes the snap, rolls right, fires in the flat, complete. One broken tackle out to the 40-yard line, getting shoved out of bounds on the far side of the field. Gain of about five yards, sets up second down at a medium distance for the Verona Wildcats. That's Velichka. Another catch for Velichka. He's up to 40 on the season. Leading receiver on the year for Verona by a lot. 38 catches, 677 yards, and 10 touchdowns entering play tonight. And he's added to all of that. Wide receiver of the year in the Big 8 as well. Ball on the right hash, two receivers to the far side left, one on the near side right. Here's the snap. Handoff, running right side, Bradison. Wants first down yardage. A flag is down, so hold everything. No As it stands, he was out right near the first down line to gain, but let's check the flag. They ran out of bounds on that one. No tackle. It looks like it's coming back. Yep, we got a hold. Waiting for the official call, and here it is. It is a hold on Verona. Bring it back. Back it from the line of scrimmage. Yep, just 10 yards. So they'll give him the 31-yard line, setting up second down and 14. The Verona Wildcats, 9-1 on the season, undefeated in Big 8 conference play. Their only loss coming in week one on the home turf right here at Verona Area High School on a last-second field goal by the Muskego Warriors. Laga Messina airing it out right out of the field. It is caught on the right sideline. That's a huge throw by Laga Messino and a great catch. Wildcats move into Middleton territory up near the 35-yard line. Velichka once again making the play. And Velichka kind of holding his side as he comes off the field, so that's something we'll want to keep an eye on. But a great play for the Verona Wildcats. And again, Lago Messino to Velichka. That's been the combo all season long. 33 yards on the completion. Up to the 36 of Middleton, first and 10. Verona leads 14-13. Direct snap, Poteet running right side, gets a block to the 30-yard line before he's hammered down at the 29. Gain of seven. Second and three, Wildcats. Under eight minutes to go, third quarter. Verona 14, Middleton 13. Dennis, we've seen the direct snap to Trey Poteet a number of times tonight. 
What do you think of that? Yeah, a little wildcat. Love it. Put the ball in your playmaker's hands, whatever you got to do. He's throwing to Valichka and, and letting uh, Trey Poteet get some touches here and there. On the right, has two receivers, far side left. Poteet gets the direct snap again. Flags come down. Poteet is brought down back near the 35-yard line. So it's a loss of about four yards on the result of the play. Let's check the flag, and it might be a decision upcoming here for Middleton. Pile off in on that tackle. With some of the big play explosiveness Verona has exhibited, I wonder if you would take your chance here on third and seven. Oh, legal procedure. Oh, well, yeah, they're they're, going to say they decline the penalty, and it is third down and about seven yards to go for the Wildcats. Seven and a half minutes to go, third quarter, 14-13. Verona leads Middleton. Officially third and eight, according to the scoreboard here at Verona Area High School. Line to gain is the 26-yard line. Ball spotted at the 34, right in the middle of the field. One receiver left, two to the right. Lagomasino, the quarterback, back in, awaiting the snap. Shotgun formation, takes it, steps up in the pocket, throws middle of the field, wide open, complete first down and more. Outside the numbers to the 20. Shake it to the 15, 10, 5. Velichka brought down from behind, just shy of the goal line. What a play by Velichka. Everyone thought he was going to run out of bounds. Velichka turned it right, and he ends up first and goal at the 4. I'm beating two pretty good safeties. That was uh, 5 D'Onofrio and 20 Harrison Armstrong coming up with the tackle at the end, but not till they got a first and goal. 6.40 to go, third quarter. Verona first and goal, leading 14-13 on the Middleton Cardinals. Scoreboard says three, but it's marked on the four, just inside the, the big hash. Ball on the left hash. 30 yards on that completion. Lagomasino with Poteet lined up to his left. Here's the snap. They'll give it to Poteet, bouncing outside, and he's in. Touchdown, Trey Poteet, extending the Verona lead with his second rushing touchdown of the night. Four yards on that play for Poteet. So Pacini's got two touchdown runs for Middleton, and Poteet says, I'll match you. He's got two for Verona. Wildcats up 7, 20-13, point after pending with 6.16 to go in the third quarter. Yamin Brown, solid, dependable kicker all season long, drills this through good. 21-13, 6.16 to go, third quarter, Verona leads Middleton. You're listening to Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania on ESPN Madison. When you're faced with a challenge, how you respond determines the real winners. Rural Mutual Insurance believes there's something more important than just winning or losing a game. They believe that the team, school, and fans who support their athletes with dignity and class are the true champions. Rural Mutual, the proud sponsor of the WIAA Rural Mutual Insurance Sportsmanship Award, which started in 1965. From football to volleyball to soccer to tennis, the award recognizes more than team sportsmanship. It recognizes that sportsmanship matters in your community. Visit ruralmutual.com slash WIAA and see how their team and your community can work together to be true champions. 21-13, Verona leads Middleton. Ensuing kickoff following the Trey Poteet four-yard touchdown run is returned out to the 34-yard line by Middleton. 
And that's where the Cardinals will begin, down by eight. Dennis Semra. Well, that last drive, Velichka, three catches for 69 yards. He's now at five for 91. That was, he was the big play guy, but then uh, get it to Potit and his speed there around the, around the edge proved to be the difference. So here come the Middleton Cardinals, 6-11 to go in the third quarter. You start to at this point of the postseason, you start chalking up how many drives do we have left, especially if you're the trailing team, and flags fly as the snap comes to Pacini, stopping the play. A false start in Middleton. Back them up five, first and 15 now for the Cardinals, back at the 29-yard line. Packed house here at Verona Area High School, taking in this level two WIAA state football postseason game, including us here up in the press box. Jesse Nelson, the Dean Dennis Semrau. Yeah, we got a full press box too. Video <laughs> producer Hunter Vaughn and our audio producer Riley Yauk back in the Everlight Solar Studios. Here's Falk on the first down carry. He tripped through one tackler, got a push from behind, trying to get back to the line of scrimmage. The original line of scrimmage, I should say. It's a gain of three, we'll call it, on the carry, setting up second and 12. That was Jacob Bindle, the uh, defensive tackle. I had him by, like, the ankle, and Falk was just dragging him, like, three yards. Second and 12, 5.40 to go. Third quarter, 21-13, Verona leads Middleton. The sun has set. It is cold here at Verona Area High School. Temperatures dropping throughout the night. Falk with the carry, left side barreling forward as he's continuing to be pushed by those big men up front for the Middleton Cardinal offensive line. Looked like he was going to be stopped after a gain of one or two thanks to the push. He's all the way up near the 40-yard line for a gain of, we'll call it six. Sets up third and five for Middleton. That's a pretty good pickup there just when they needed it the most. Falk here having a pretty good night here, second half running the ball. Bassini in a pistol formation, third and five, handoff, Falk, left yes. side, brought down at the 40, he only got a yard, needed the 44, fourth and four, Middleton, and the punting unit comes out for the Cardinals. That was a team effort defensively, Falk looking at a team photo of the defense there, um, you got to get hats to the ball, and that's what Verona did on that drive. 4.30 to go in the third quarter. Middleton will kick. Pacini handles many of the punting responsibilities, at least throughout the course of the season he did, but that is not who is back to punt right now for Middleton. We'll see if we can check the number here momentarily as the clock continues to run with 4.10 to go. Here's the snap, a little lob, and it's actually going to be a designed run. Left side, fake on fourth and four. Did he get it? Tyler Vote. Vote was running left side. I don't know if he got to the marker in the line to gain. Let's check the spot. That'll be everything here. They'll say he is short. Brought down at the 43 for a gain of three when he needed four. Turnover on downs. Verona football at the Middleton 43 with 4.04 to go in the third quarter. Verona can now take charge of this game. Well, you know, they got that eight-point lead, but a two score, make it a two-score here. Uh, now they're going to punch it in. We saw them mix it up, pass and run on the last one to Velichka, and then the Wildcat. That, that, that with Breedison, you got an all-conference running back, but when you got a threat like Poteet, that's just one more thing the Middleton has to worry about. 
great uh, great stand there for the uh, Wildcats and a, a valiant effort on the fake. First down, Verona at the Middleton 43. 4.04 to go, third quarter, and they're going to take a shot, throwing downfield into the wind that knocked it down. It was intended on the left side at the 25-yard line, falling incomplete for Trey Poteet. Second and 10, Elijah Lagomasino tried to throw that deep downfield and hit Poteet in stride, but that ball just came to a stop as it lobbed into the sky. Yeah, Poteet with five touchdown catches this year. You know, you look at him as a defensive back, but he is, you know, a threat wide receiver. And uh, he's thrown a touchdown pass this year, waiting to see that play. That ball may have been a bit underthrown, but it was super exaggerated because of the direction of the wind here tonight. Here's a throw over the middle of the field, bobbled, incomplete, and nearly intercepted by Middleton. That was Piloff, the linebacker, who had a chance to come up with a near-diving catch to force the turnover. Instead, third and ten Verona. Trying to get the ball to Poteet again, but unsuccessful that time. So now two straight pass plays, but for Middleton, it's good. It stops the clock here. Middleton, the clock becomes your enemy here as we're winding down the third quarter. 3.53 to go, third quarter. Here's the snap. Pressure coming. Lagomasino throws. Has a man at the 35. Bouncing outside. Shake one defender to the 30. That's a first down. And once again, it is Mike Volechka. And now a flag comes in after the play as there were some extracurriculars going on downfield. I'd like to see that. Now, and I wonder where this is going to go because if this is against Middleton, Verona will be even further into Cardinal territory and be thinking about four downs. A couple of years ago, this was nasty. These two teams would match, you know, I think a year ago. I established the uh, over-under on personal foul penalties at five or six in a game, but <laughs> this has been a clean game for both teams, very well played. And it remains clean because they're going to wave that flag That's off. That's good, okay. So there was some blocking going on downfield between a Guys are gonna get a receiver and a Middleton yeah. secondary member. Yep. Got to keep th things under control here, but you don't want to give one team an advantage. Just somebody says something stupid. Yeah, give them... Just keep it clean, guys. Keep it clean. Got thrown to the ground after the play was over, but I guess they just didn't hear the whistle, so the officials confer with one another, decide no flag warranted. First and 10, Verona. Ball on the left hash. 3.25 to go. Third quarter, leading 21-13. Puts Volichka over 100 yards now receiving in the game. Ball at the 29. Here's the snap. Lagomasino hands it off. Running left side. Flag is down. Knocked out of bounds near the 20-yard line. On the Bredesen. carry, it was Bradison, the senior. But let's check the flag. <laughs> now we get a little penalty flag happy here. What happened this one? And it's going to be a hold on up. Verona. Yep, Milton will take that one. So back him up and we'll do it again for the Wildcats on first down. 21-13. 3-14 to go third quarter. Zimbraconda's Prep Mania on ESPN Madison. Jesse Nelson, Dennis Semrout, Verona Area High School. Level 2, Division 1, WIAA State Football Playoffs. Winner of this game gets the winner of Sussex, Hamilton, and Arrowhead next week. If Hamilton wins, the winner of this game goes on the road. If Arrowhead wins, the winner of this game hosts that game next week. 
First and 20, ball on the left hash. Two receivers near side left, two to the right. Here's the snap. Lagomasino wants to throw pressure coming. He eludes it, steps up in the pocket, fires middle of the field. Poteet on the run, has it, breaks a tackle, breaks another. Brought down at the 15-yard line of Middleton. What a play. Lagomasino first evading the pressure, then Poteet with a little yak. Stay ahead of the chains. Well, once again, they get a holding penalty, get behind the chains, and a big play with the receiving core, this time to Poteet. Showed his toughness on that play, uh, breaking a couple of tackles. You got to want to, right? You got to want it this time of year. He's got a lot of want in him. Big play, Trey. First and 10 at the 14 of Middleton. 25 on that big play. Two and a half to go in the third quarter. Ball in the right hash. Two receivers to the far side left. One to the near side right. Laga Messino. Shotgun formation. Takes the snap design. No, that's Poteet. He takes the direct snap. Running right. Uses one block. Outside the numbers. Inside the 10. Down to the 7. Another situation where they decide to go direct snap to Poteet. Get the hand in your playmaker's hands. Okay, I'm sorry. Get the ball in your playmaker's hands. And Poteet picks up seven yards on the carry. Yeah, this is where now... You want to run the ball. You're inside the 20. Clock's running down. Take as much time off as you can in between plays. And uh, you want to limit Middleton's possessions. Right now, you make this a two-possession game. Second and three. Poteet again, direct snap, running right side. He's tackled at the five-yard line. That's the first down line to gain. So let's see. Remember, they can pick up a first down. You know they're actually going to mark him down a yard or two shy of it. I guess a bad vantage point for me on the call. So third down and then two for Verona at the seven. Coming up on one minute to play in the third quarter. 21-13, Verona leads Middleton. Wildcat football deep in Middleton territory trying to make it a two-score game. One receiver near side right, one to the left. Here's the snap. This time Lago Messino hands it off. Bradison forward he was just lunging immediately to try and pick up the first down clock runs 45 seconds to go in the quarter and he is not able to move the chains it's fourth down and short and now this becomes a huge play all of a sudden you can kick the field goal and go up two scores but it looks like the offense is staying out there for the verona wildcats they want six yeah Looking to put the hammer down. 20 seconds to go in the third quarter, up by eight. Fourth down and one at the four. Poteet, direct snap, takes it himself, crossing the goal line. Big play, Trey Poteet. Touchdown, Wildcats. Living his number, number three with his third touchdown run of the game. Big play for Poteet, powered his way into the end zone. Does not look like a little defensive back, does he? He looks like a running back on that play. Wildcats up 27 to 13 with 13 seconds left in the third quarter. Yamin Brown, point after attempt. It is through the uprights and good. 28-13, Verona leads Middleton. On Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania, a huge touchdown run by Trey Poteet, his third of the night to extend Verona's lead. 
Before or after the game, Pasquale's Cantina is the perfect spot for authentic Southwest flavors right here in the Madison area. Whether it's to fulfill your craving for red chili, their famous chips and fresh guacamole, or those blue corn tortilla tacos, Pasquale's, the, per the place to enjoy time with friends and family, and the Dean Dennis Summer. We're going to get over there pretty soon here, Dennis. Visit one of their locations in Middleton or Verona today or check out the menu and their food online at Pasquale'sCantina.com. Bringing the flavors of the Southwest to the Midwest, Pasquale's Cantina. I say you're buying. Oh, I'm buying. We're gonna go over there. We're gonna we're gonna uh, concoct a Dina Rita. I'm Dina convinced Rita. of before the end of the night. We're gonna get you your own personalized margarita over at Pasquale's Cantina. Oh, I'm going for that. Potite with touchdown runs of four, three, and one. Needs a two-yarder here, right? <laughs> that gets the job done, though, as the Wildcats hold on to a 28-13 lead as we near the end of the third quarter. On a nut like tonight, a hat trick, right? Hockey weather. And a short Whoa. kick, a little scrum. Again, a weird hop on the kick near the 30-yard line. Some of the Verona fans asserting that they recovered it. I didn't think that was the case. There were about four Middleton players there, and they did get the football. So 10 seconds to go in the third quarter. We, Not a very tasteful boo on a fumble recovery there, a kickoff recovery by the Verona yeah, fans, but so be it. Yeah, Hunter and I talked with, the, we had the uh, Edgewood game with, uh, was it Columbus? Yeah, was Edgewood. That? No, no, it was like, it was like, it was, it was like, it was like Mills game. Sure, yeah, Lake, Lake Mills. Mills uh, we're, Edgewood, we're, yeah. Watch this year. We've a lot of kickers just put the ball in space. Sometimes the receiving team forgets it's a live ball in the kickoff, and that's what looked like Verona was trying to do right there. Well, let's see what Middleton draws up with 10 seconds to go here in the third quarter, trailing by 15 points. They've found some success with the running game with the big scoring drive they had to start this half. Here's Passini on a keeper with room to run. Gets outside the numbers to the 40, 45, 50 into Verona territory. 45, 40, 35, cuts it upfield. 30, 25, 20, brought down at the 18-yard line. And the third quarter ends with a huge Gabe Passini run that may just help save the season for the Middleton Cardinals. <laughs> just when you need it the most, your quarterback comes through with a big one. We saw that big run last week uh, when uh, Madison Memorial, they got a, uh, they got a stop and then uh, flipped the field on, on the first play, and that pretty much took over the rest of the game. So, but this one, they need it the most. 12, 12 minutes, to minutes to play in the season for one of these two teams. After three quarters, Verona 28, Middleton 13. It's Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania on ESPN Madison. Oh, and a huge play here coming out of the gates to begin the fourth quarter. It was a throw left side by Passini to a receiver for Middleton who was tackled right away. The officials saying the ball came out and recovered by Verona. They're now talking about it. This is a huge moment in this playoff game. Verona leading 28-13. to 13. And now they will rule it an incomplete pass. They will say that the receiver did not have possession. Oh, wow. That would have been devastating for Middleton. Instead, it's simply second and ten with seven seconds going off the clock. Well, you end the third quarter with a 49-yard run by Bassini. That put him up over 100, 104 yards now. And then, boom, it looked like almost a turnover. I think that was Teff, number 12, who 
caught her. No, it was number two, Coleman. Now here's a carry for Falk. Lowers the head to the 15-yard line. Forward to the 12, maybe the 13. Gain of about seven. Sets up third down and three for Middleton. Cardinals trailing 28-13. to 13. Division one, level two, WIAA state football playoffs. Jesse Nelson, Dennis Semrau, Zimbraconda's prep mania. Quick to the line, Passini. Shotgun formation, three receivers right, one to the near side left on third and three. Here's the snap, fake it to Falk. Now looks left, Passini wants to tuck it. No, throws for Falk, has a first down, out of bounds near the six-yard line. That's good for a first down. Had Falk there as a safety valve out in the left flat and ended up needing him. First down and goal at the seven-yard line. It's officially spotted for Middleton on the left hash. Both teams with all three timeouts remaining. It's been the Passini and Falk show here in the second half for Middleton. Going to need them both here big time if they want to pull this one out. 11-14 to go in the game. Stacked formation. Passini awaits the snap. Has it. Gives it Falk. Breaks one tackle. Surges forward into the end zone. Ball came out, but he crossed the plane. Touchdown, Middleton. Season stays alive for the Cardinals. 11.07 to go in the game, and they're a point after away from being within one score. Ridley Waters, 99 for Verona. Had a piece of him, but Falk's sheer power just broke the tackle, fought his way into the end zone. Seven yards, and his first score of the night. Eighth touchdown run of the season for the senior Bryce Falk. Point after attempt for the Cardinals is good. 28-20. Verona leads Middleton with 11.07 to go in the game. You're listening to Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania on ESPN Madison. UW Credit Union has helped Wisconsinites achieve their financial goals at every stage of life, offering great rates for greater possibilities. Join today at uwcu.org. UW Credit Union, proud to support all the area's student-athletes. Make sure to listen every week to Zimbraconda's Prep Mania to hear the UW Credit Union Student-Athlete of the Week. Ruth Chris, if uh, we get a state champion, do we go back there for postseason? We'll see what we can do for you, (laughs) Dennis. I know you were all about it last year when we did our champion show, but we got business to take care of here before we start thinking state champions. Do we have a champion out of here? Uh, Well, we might. We might get a champion, depending on who comes away with the victory here tonight. Middleton. After the score within eight, 28 to 20, Verona leads Middleton with just over 11 minutes to play in the fourth quarter of this level two WIAA Division I state playoff game. Flag is down on the return for Poteet. He's tackled at the 23. Let's check the flag. This is going to back up the Wildcats, I'd have to imagine. Whether it's a hold or a block in the back, Verona will be starting this drive inside its own 20. And we're starting to see some consternation from some of the Verona fans sitting in front of us here. And not just the ones in front of us, but really throughout this entire end of the stadium with the amount of flags that we've seen. And no, they're going to wave that flag off again too. So the officials appear to have a bad case of the drops tonight here. Not any of the receivers. I'm going to put it on the 23. It's a couple of flags that have come out and have been rescinded by this officiating crew. So ball spotted at the 23. I apologize, I've lied to you all, saying that Verona would start this drive inside their own 20. 
Instead, the Wildcats have it first and 10. 10.59 to go in the game, leading 28-20. to 20. On the right hash, three receivers left. Here's the snap. Lagomasino hands it off, running right side. Bradison is shoved out of Browns strongly. Clean hit, but a big one. He's beyond the 30-yard line and good for first down yardage. Needed the 33. That's exactly where they put him. Gain of 10. Nice carry for Chase Bradison, the senior. Yeah, that was a strong run. Good pad level. Uh, got his head down, fought for that extra little bit, and just what they needed for the first down. Bradison right around 600 yards rushing now on the season for the Verona Wildcats. Cats have only lost one game this year. It was week one here on the home turf to Muskego. First and 10 on the right hash. Bradison gets the carry again. This time Middleton was waiting for him. No gain, maybe a loss of one. Yeah, that was Piloff in there. And sure uh, Dom Frost, number 79, the defensive tackle, met him right in the hole. 10.35 to go as the clock ticks. Both teams with a full assortment of timeouts. When do you use them? I'm sure Middleton is not in that position yet. But you start thinking about how many drives you may have left in your season as Verona takes its time getting back to the line of scrimmage for second and ten. Wildcats up eight. Two receivers right, one to the far side left. Awaiting the snap, Lago Messino takes it, steps up in the pocket, wants to throw downfield, has Poteet. First down yardage at the 45, goes down to the 47. Gain of 13, first down Verona near midfield. Once again, when in doubt, who do they find? Big play Trey. Yeah, 47 on that one. And by the way, uh, Sussex Hamilton clinging to a 24-21 lead on Arrowhead. That's a tight one, too. Hamilton with the home game next week if they win it. Oh, the man. Winner of this one. I love the playoffs, Dennis Semra. Winner uh, of this one gets the winner of that one. Both games within one score in the fourth quarter. 9.30 to go here. First down and 10 on the right hash. Lagomasino handoff. Left side, Bradison. Brought down in the backfield at the 45. Middleton's defense up front, finding its own here in the fourth quarter. Loss of two. Piloff a little slow to get up, but he's staying in the game. He waves off a potential substitution, says, now nah, I'm good. Second and 12 for Verona. Nine minutes to go in the game. Wildcats 28, Cardinals 20. This is where you take all the time you can now here in the huddle for Verona. They come to the line of scrimmage, ball spotted on the paw print, right near midfield at the 45. Here's the snap, Lagomasino wants to throw right side, one-on-one -on -one downfield, it's intercepted! Middleton has it! At the 33-yard line! It's taken away by the Cardinals and a flag comes in late. Intercepted by Nolan Waldorf, number three. And I'm waiting to see what the flag is, but it's Middleton football. The offense is out on the field. That flag came in late. I wonder if it was a horse collar tackle or something along those lines. 
Yeah, it does go against Verona, so a personal foul oh, assessed yeah. against the Wildcats. Not only does Middleton get the football, but now it moves forward 15 yards. They're going to start this drive near midfield, and this game has totally changed its complexion with 8.39 to go. Yeah. Middleton needed only 63 seconds to score on their last drive. They'd like another quick strike going here. That's the play the Cardinals needed. Ball in the left hash. Passini. Three receivers to the right, one to the left. Falk, the tailback, behind him. Here's the snap. Passini keeps it. Left side, uses a block, gets past midfield into Verona territory, down to the 48. Gain of three, second and seven, Middleton. Under eight and a half minutes to play in the game. Cardinals trailing by eight. Plenty of time on, uh, for them to be able to run the football, so that's what they like to do. They have a lot of success doing it today. And But, again, keeping in mind, they're going to have to score and get a two-point conversion to force a tie in this game. Two receivers set to the near side left, one to the far side right. Here's the snap. Passini handoff. Falk bursting forward. Falk first down yardage as he barrels to the 35-yard line. First down, Middleton, and the Cardinals have momentum. Eight minutes to go. That clock can't and move, counting. Fa move fast enough for Verona. Middleton wants to keep it on the ground. That's been where they've had offensive success so far tonight. On the left hash, two receivers left, one right. Passini for Falk again. Falk, not much doing. Gain of two, maybe, as he extended to the 35, maybe the 34-yard line. Yeah, when you've got a defensive backfield, you know, like Novinska, Trey Poteet, Dawkins, and Cotty, that's why they got to put the ball on the ground. They've not had much success throwing tonight, so you're going to be able to punch it in, and we'll see. I'm expecting an onside kick here at some point, too, yet. we got a lot of excitement to go. Second and nine. Here's the snap. Passini, handoff, oh. Falk, nowhere to run. Verona read it all the way. Brought down at the 35-yard line. Third and nine for Middleton. Four-down territory, I'd have to imagine, at this stage of the game with under seven minutes to go and being where you are, down by eight. You have to. You can't assume you're going to be able to get a stop and get the ball back for one more series. Drama building, third and nine Middleton, trailing by eight. Passini fakes the give, steps up, eludes pressure, throws downfield, has a man at the end zone. Touchdown, Cardinals. They're a two-point conversion away from tying this game. Troy Teff, best receiver, leading receiver for Middleton, number 12 with a catch. Troy Teff's first catch of the night. His 30th reception of the season, his eighth touchdown reception, none more significant than that. 28-26 Verona by two. The Cardinals will attempt a two-point conversion. 6-28 to play. This to tie it. Passini. Comes up under center. No, it's a trick snap to Falk. He comes forward to the goal line, and no, he did not get it. No, Verona says no. The official on the far end saying he was a half yard short. The Verona defense read it the whole way. 
Pacini lined up in a shotgun. He came up under center. They direct snap to Falk back at the five, trying to build some forward momentum with him racing to the line of scrimmage. And he was not able to push it over the goal line. 28-26. Verona leads Middleton with 6.28 to go. Holy cow. What a game. Living up to all the hype on Zimbraconda's prep mania. This is incredible. Jesse Nelson, Dennis Semrau. For nearly 50 years, Zimbraconda's provided the Madison area with quality Honda vehicles and the trusted staff of Zimbraconda's used car dealership will save you time and reduce your car buying stress by finding the vehicle that matches your style. If you're in the market for a new Honda or a used Honda, visit Zimbraconda in Madison today or online at zimbraconda.com. Middleton's on the fourth quarter here. 13 points. That was a five-play 68-yard drive to get the first score. Troy Teff, 35-yard catch, and this was five-place 51 yards in 211. So plenty of time, half the fourth quarter to go. Verona gets the ball, but anything can happen. So what a time for your number one receiver to finally make his first catch of the night. It's been a tough night uh, for Middleton to pass the ball, but uh, just when it looked bleak, Pacini was able to find him in the end zone. Great throw, great catch, and we got ourselves a game. Line drive kick fielded by an up back at the 25-yard line for Verona. Coming right side, getting out to the 30 outside the numbers, tackled at the 32, maybe the 33-yard line. Decent starting field position for the Wildcats, leading by two, trying to cling to this lead, sustain it, and ultimately advance to level three of the playoffs. Middleton trying to mount an impressive 15-point comeback. They trail by two. Middleton's got to bring the house. Verona, you don't want to do anything to stop the clock. You want to be able to keep moving the chains, but you can't just uh, go vanilla and go run, 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 because this run defense for Verona, uh, for Middleton against Verona has been pretty good. Middleton giving up uh, only 67 yards a game rushing this year. Ball on the right hash. It's a direct snap for Poteet. Poteet nowhere to run. Middleton read it the whole way. Lost a yard. Second down and long for the Verona Wildcats. Approaching six minutes to go. And I don't think that was actually Poteet on the direct snap. I didn't see which player it was for Verona. I apologize, but it came up at the end of the play where I saw that. I don't think that was Poteet at all. Lagomasino now checks in back at quarterback for second and 11. Both teams with all three timeouts. Line to gain is the 43. Ball spotted at the 32 on the right hash. Here's the snap. Lagomasino rolls right, or excuse me, yes, right, fires that way, and it's caught in the flat, getting pushed out of bounds. Mike Belichka gets a couple of yards. Clock stops with 5.34 to go. Third and seven, Verona. That helped Middleton. Yes, it did. And now... This is a huge third down attempt for the Verona Wildcats. If you don't get anything here, you got to punt this ball away. you got to punt it away and then uh, trust your defense. And all Verona needs is a field goal to win this game. Uh, Middleton to win this game. Verona field goal could put it out of reach too. Middleton has scored on each of its last two offensive series. Here's the snap. Lagomasino, pressure coming, throws right yeah. side. It is caught by Velichka. First down, Verona. Just shy of midfield on the right sideline. With pressure in his face, Lago Messino stepped up, 
and he went to his go-to man, senior to senior, Lagomasino to Velichka. 12-yard completion. Well, just a little curl pattern on the sideline. You know, safe. If he doesn't get it, ball goes out of bounds, so no chance for a pick on that one. Sometimes you got to go back to basics. And now the clock keeps running. Approaching five minutes to play. 28-26, Verona leads Middleton. We thank all of you joining us tonight for Zimbraconda's Prep Mania. Here's the handoff on first down. Bradison, not much doing as he gets to midfield in the paw print logo of Verona. Gain of one, maybe two, depending on the spot. Second and eight. 4.40 to go. When does Middleton start using timeouts? They have all three. They opt not to yet. For Verona, just uh, that last first down dropped uh, a minute off the clock. Now with that run, you're going to take another minute off just on these two plays. Ball almost directly in the middle of the field. On the 50, second and eight. Here's the snap. Lagomasino wants to throw. Tucks it. Now will run. Flag, Flag is down. Lagomasino to the 45. As it stands, Verona would be facing third down and three. But let's check the flag, which came all the way in the backfield in the vicinity of where holding would typically be called. Cash Hoy reeled him in there just inside the sideline. This is going to go against Verona, and it is a hold. The penalty is accepted by Middleton. They don't want to face third and three on defense. They'd rather back up the Wildcats and set up second down and a long way to go. That's exactly what they'll face. All the way back to the 40 in their own territory. Line to gain is the 42 of Middleton. It's second and 18, Verona. 28-26, Wildcats lead the Cardinals. Verona football leading by two. Both teams with all three timeouts. What a game. Ball in the middle of the field. One receiver each to the left and right side. Lagomasino with Bradison to his left. Awaiting the snap. Taking their time under 3.45 to go. Now Lagomasino has the snap. Looks right side. Goes that way. Has a man. It's Velichka. First down. Cutting up field to the 35. He's tackled from behind. What a play on second and 18. Velichka again comes up clutch. <laughs> and the Wildcats move the football into Middleton territory with 3.30 to go and counting. Squeezing every bit out of this drive. 25 yards on that completion. Big. For, couldn't have been a bigger first down. Now it takes off more time. Now Middleton's got to start looking at timeouts. If they can get a stop on this first short one here, I think they'll start calling them. Ball in the middle of the field. One receiver set to each, the left and right side with three minutes to play. Here's the snap. Hand off Bradison trying to get outside the numbers. He is tackled for a loss of a half a yard. And timeout number one. Oh, no, we have an injured Wildcat player. It's Bradison. So Bradison is down with an injury, and you hate to see that. That's such a pivotal moment in the game. 2.54 to go, 28-26. Verona leading Middleton, and the trainers come out. We will step aside while they tend to the injured player, Bradison. Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania, Verona 28, Middleton 26.
Jesse Nelson, Dennis Semrau, Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania on ESPN Madison. Chase Bradison, the injured Verona Wildcat running back who just had the carry on first down at such a pivotal point in this game, still being tended to on the field. Looks like the training staff will help him up and help get Bradison off with some assistance. So you hope that Bradison, the senior, will be okay first and foremost. And then you wonder if Verona is able to hold on to a two-point lead and advance in the postseason, what this injury impact could be for the Wildcats. But again, that's a problem for later. We hope that Bradison is okay. Out of the timeout, it is a timeout that was called by Middleton. So they assess the timeout. That is the first timeout used by the Cardinals in the half with 2.54 to go. 28-26. And I think the officials are getting a question here from the two Middleton co-head coaches as to why they are being assessed a timeout because of the injury. And I think that's a valid question, but it appears that that change will not be made. No veto there. Nope. Second down and 10 for Verona. Ball to right hash. And now the Wildcats will call a timeout to talk things over with 2.54 to go. All right, Dennis Semrau. Jesse Nelson, the Dean Dennis Semrau here in the booth with you on Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. Huge game tonight, Middleton and Verona. Rivals in the Big 8 Conference, finishing 1-2. All conference players littered around this field on both sides of the football. What's the message here if you're Verona on offense? Andrew Riley trying to cement the game here with a victory. Ball security, number one. Just hang on, two hands on everything. Do not want to turn the ball over here. If you just hang on, you can probably punch out one more first down. That might be enough to do it. So um, you're going to have three plays. And at this time, place, I don't think you're going to punt, try for field goal. So this is four-down territory, I think, for Verona, too. I was just about to say that where we're at on the field could make this real interesting to get into the final seconds here as well. Out of the timeout, second and ten Wildcats. Lagomasino takes the snap, wants to throw, goes right side, high pass caught by Velichka, and he goes forward to the middle of the field, and he's got a first down. The tackle spun him forward to the 23. Lined again was the 25, first down Verona. 2.40 to go in the game. Clock runs, and now a timeout. So now you start doing the clock math. And with one timeout left, if Verona can get one more first down, this game is over. How big is Mike Velichka to this offense? Ten catches, 158 yards, and a touchdown tonight. Got the first one to get him rolling. Then it was the uh, Trey Potit show with three touchdown runs. But now you go to your big play guy here. First of all, 25-yarder for a first down. Now on a second down, a 12-yarder after your running back goes out. Couldn't be a bigger play. And now, again, only one timeout left for Middleton. So you pick up one more first down. It's a couple of knees and we're done. One timeout remains for the Middleton Cardinals. Two for Verona with 2.40 to go in the game. Jesse Nelson, Dennis Semrau, Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. Been a thrilling game tonight between these two big eight rivals, Middleton and Verona. Out of the timeout, first and ten for the Wildcats. Ball at the 23 of Middleton on the right hash. Nobody to the right side, two to the left. Here's the direct snap. Poteet 
running forward, stays inside the numbers, picks up a yard or two shy of the 20, and the final timeout used by Middleton. 2.32 to go, gain of two for Poteet. So, Dennis, now the timeouts are gone. Yeah, and we're at second down. He picked up two on that one. Comes down to whether Middleton's defense can stand strong and get the ball back for one last hope for its offense to go down the field and put points on the board. Yeah, you're looking at the 21. I, I think it's still uh, a four-down territory for Verona. They're going to run run as much clock and run versus trying to try to kick a field goal, maybe get a block. You just want to be able to run time off and then have to force Middleton to go the length of the field. Winner of this game gets the winner of Sussex-Hamilton and Arrowhead next week. That one coming down to the wire as well. If Hamilton wins, they will host. If Arrowhead wins, the winner of this game will host in level three of the playoffs. Out of the timeout, second and nine. Here's the direct snap running right. Poteet goes inside the numbers, lays down near the 17. Third down and four, we'll call it, for Verona. With 2.20 to play, Middleton is out of timeouts. Approaching two minutes. I'll pick up a four on that one, so be third and four here, about the 17. Good calls right there. Poteet, again, just hang on to the football. Ball in the right hash. Two receivers set all the way to the left. What does Verona draw up with a chance to ice the game? Here's the snap. It's a keeper for Poteet running right side of the 15. I don't think he got it. Depending on the spot, he needs the 14-yard line. I thought they were going to put him right at the 15. And it's going to be about a half yard short of the line to gain. Of course it comes down to this. Fourth and inches, a minute 20 to go. Verona, run a clock down, and then call a timeout. The Wildcats converted two fourth and inches on the opening series of the game in which they scored seven points. The Wildcats in the huddle encouraging fans to get loud. Now the the players in the stands are taking it over, going, yes, let's go. Looks like the Wildcats run it all the way down as far as they can to 58 seconds to go before calling a timeout. That is their second, one remaining for Verona should it come into play. This is it for these two big eight rivals. It literally comes down to inches. Yeah, this is a 38-yard field goal attempt or punching in, get a first down and take a knee. Yeah, I don't think you kick the field goal here, right, Dennis? There's not even a thought about it with the wind circling the way it is here tonight. You just go ahead and try to get a couple of inches and seal this game. Power versus power. Now the question, I think, is whose hands do you put the ball in? Poteet has had it on this drive a lot. Do you go back to Lagomasino on a sneak? Like, what do you? Does that factor in that you've lost Bradis into injury? Let's give the Verona offensive line a little bit of love. Dylan Hillbrand, left tackle. Andrew Fox, left guard. And we got Christopher Preston at center. Daniel Porter, right guard, and Jude Murphy. You also got the ta- uh, tight end, Wesley Brickaway. All on their shoulders, guys. Just give them a foot. Here we go. Fourth down and one. Season on the line. 
Under center. Here's the snap. The Middleton defense read it. No, it's through. Verona has a first down to the seven-yard line. Lagomasina kept it. That will do it. Verona will take one knee and advance to level three. The quarterback sneak for Elijah Lagomasino when everyone thought Poteet would get it. It goes to Lagomasino and he gets the first down. The Verona Wildcats lost the first game of the season here on their home turf to the Muskego Warriors on a last second field goal. At least for tonight, their season will not end on their home turf. They have now won 10 straight games. 16-0 against the Big 8 uh, over the last two years. Two perfect conference seasons. Back-to-back -back wins now over Parker and Middleton in the playoffs. Verona hadn't won a playoff game since 2016. Now they got them back-to-back -back on a roll. The clock runs out. The Verona Wildcats advance to level three of the Division I WIAA State Football Playoffs with a 28-26 win over the Middleton Cardinals. What a game. Strength versus strength all night long. Big eight rivals playing in a classic here in the postseason. Congratulations to the Verona Wildcats. Dennis Semrau, the Middleton Cardinals season comes to an end. They finish the year nine and two with both of their losses coming to Verona. <laughs> Uh, your rival just a few miles away. Awful tough to take. But uh, special teams came down to missed. Uh, uh, they had a chance. On it. You know, they were going to go for two. Ends up uh, with an extra point that gets failed. And what happens? A turnover, fumble on a punt. Shorts up a short, sets up a short field. That was the difference. That touchdown, that's a seven-point swing right there. Otherwise, we're looking at maybe Middleton moving on. But... No, you look at the uh, Verona. What did they need to do tonight? They stayed ahead of the chains. When they got behind it, they made the big play. And uh, Velichka had an awesome night. Ten catches, 158 yards. Trey Poteet with three touchdown runs. But it comes down to the Verona defense doing just enough, <laughs> making the plays. 28-26 is your final score. Verona defeats Middleton to advance to level three of the Division I WIAA State Football Playoffs. We'll step aside for a quick timeout, come back with our final haul, brought to you by Stoughton Trailers. That's coming up next on Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania on ESPN. Jesse Nelson, Dennis Semrau, Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania on ESPN. Madison, final score from Verona Area High School, 28-26. to The Wildcats hang on in the final moments to defeat the Middleton Cardinals and advance to level three of the WIAA state football playoffs. 
final haul of tonight's game brought to you by Stoughton Trailers. Since 1962, Stoughton Trailers has been a family-owned and operated business. With competitive wages and excellent benefits, plus growth and advancement opportunities, Stoughton Trailers is an exciting place to grow your career. Join the collaboration, innovation, and dynamic team atmosphere at Stoughton Trailers with positions now open in production, operations, finance, sales, engineering, supply chain, and more. Go to stojobs.com to apply today. On behalf of Stoughton Trailers, best of luck to all the remaining teams in the postseason. Stoughton Trailers, big trailers, big opportunity. Dennis Semrau, the final haul, brought to you by Stoughton Trailers. What do we have? Wow. All I can say is wow. That was an what amazing game. game. Amazing. Incredible. Trey Poteet. What do you, what do you call him now? Big play Trey. Big play Trey. Three touchdown runs. But when it came down to it, Lagamosina, a backup quarterback until his senior year, he gets the last carry, the, mean, the meaningful one. They took a knee. But a big first down play there to just the ice the game. Ten, uh, he completed ten passes to Mike Velichka. A year ago in the playoffs, first round, Verona lost to Marquette 3-0. The big factor was he went out with an ACL injury. A year later, he's going to third round of the playoffs. Outstanding there, but some great defensive plays. The big play was the fumble on the punt, which set up a three-yard drive. It took Middleton, uh, Verona, four plays to get that ball in the end zone. Poteet capped it off with the first of his touchdown runs. That, you look back, is pivotal because, uh, again, being ahead of the chains, taking care of turnovers, and I know Middleton did get an interception on Verona, but that was the big turnover right there that really, I think cost him. And and uh, we saw the first time these teams played twenty-one nothing Verona. Middleton made sure that they did not get down in a twenty-one point hole, but and they had two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. So two strong second halves, but against a team of Verona's cap, you know capabilities, you can't give them the lead. And uh, wow, I, I'm really. I wondered about this Wildcat team, again, because the, the Big A Conference is so weak, other than Middleton Memorial. And then, but, again, Verona played Muskego that first game, and when Hunter and I called that one, I said, I got a feeling these guys are going to be going a little ways in the playoffs and head for level three for the first time in a long time. And sure enough, the way that this bracket shakes out, there's a chance that Verona and Muskego could meet as this postseason semifinals. That oh. could do it all over again. We're going to be like, there. We got to be there. Well, hey, let's get there first, Dennis. Let's, <laughs> we got, let's see. We got how another. This all we we got to see what happens next. Week, we don't right? even know the Muskego won tonight. We got to make sure with Riley out. Aren't you in our assuming studios, that? I'm assuming that Muskego's going to win the state championship, <laughs> but I'm going to wait until I find out from Riley Alk and he's standing uh, by with I'm, our scoreboard rundown here. I'm in a few pushing minutes. your buttons. Uh, yeah. You're doing a good job of it, too. <laughs> final score, 28-26. Verona defeats Middleton. That's your final haul brought to you by Stoughton Trailers. So, Dennis, the winner of this game, Verona, now awaits to find out whether they will be playing Arrowhead or Sussex-Hamilton next week. If Arrowhead wins the game, that game will be played here at Verona Area High School. If Sussex-Hamilton wins that game, then Verona goes on the road to play the number one seed, Hamilton, Dennis, do we have an update from Hamilton to see if that game has gone final? Nope. Usually, okay. no, I've, been wait, I've been checking my phone and still nothing there. Well, we will see if we can get that information for Riley Alquin coming up in our postgame show as it continues here in just a few moments. Again, our final score here, Verona 28, Middleton 26. Dennis, the Middleton Cardinals season comes to an end 9-2 and two overall on the season, and it was two losses to Verona 
that ultimately did the Cardinals in in 2023. This was a really talented team, and you feel for the seniors. Falk, Pacini, among so many others, who this team was so loaded with talent. We talked about it in the preseason, that this was a team that had aspirations to go win a state championship, and you feel for these seniors for not getting an opportunity to at least advance one more level and be able to compete for a chance to get to Camp Randall. Yeah, Carter Cadeau and uh, Pyloff are both going to be heading to Rutgers, be early enrollees in January, and they were hoping to have a state championship on their resume. All they're going to have is some little bit of heartbreak. This is this one's going to take a little while to uh, to to settle in. It's been a tough year from the coaches, and they just turned the lights out in the stadium, and they turned them back. <laughs> All the players are trying to walk off the field, going, "Hey, wait a minute, it's our field." It's one of these things like bar time. Hey, you don't have to go home, but just go. <laughs> it's a cold night. I think the people that work here want to go home too. So that, that might be a sign to us to wrap it up as well. But congrats on a great season for Middleton overall. And uh, for Verona, they're still playing. And it was great to call the game with you, Jesse. We had an awesome game. And, of course, I think our good luck charm is Hunter's here. Every time Hunter and I Every are in time. the same studio, we get a great one. So we thank Hunter for all his work, even though we had some technical difficulties tonight. That happens. I do, I do have an update on Hamilton Arrowhead with about a minute left. Hamilton is clinging to a 30-28 to 28 lead Ooh. over Arrowhead with about a minute left in that game. So, again, we will see how it all shakes oh, out. We're, but we're for, Air, for Arrowhead because we want a home game. For well, I, we'll see how it all plays out, and we'll make a determination. Last stay, second field goal. Stay tuned to ESPN <laughs> Madison and all of our social media platforms to see where we will be for next week, level three of the WIAA State Football Playoffs, Wanakee, Lodi, Columbus, all teams, Sun Prairie East, teams that now suddenly have eyes on Camp Randall Stadium by advancing this far in the postseason. Hopefully someplace with a press box that's warm. <laughs> I'm sorry, i got to get that in. It's yeah. that time of year. I'm starting to regret wearing shorts to tonight's game as we approach 35 degrees outside. You're making me cold, and i got three layers on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're a trooper. Dennis, thanks for being here tonight, man. You're the best. Well, great great, uh, great group and great call. And Can't wait. I mean, this is what, what's awesome. We look for the playoffs. State cross-country championships tomorrow. Middleton's boys team, 11th straight trip to state. So rooting for those Cardinals tomorrow. We got uh, swimming. Hey, we're wrapping up the winter season, and basketball just around the corner. Final wow. score tonight at Verona Area High School. The Verona Wildcats, 28. The Middleton Cardinals, 26. Riley Yauk standing by in two minutes with more scores from around the area on 100.5 ESPN. Special thanks to Riley, our audio producer in the Everlight Solar Studios. Special thanks to video producer Hunter Vaughn on site here at Verona Area High School. And, of course, a special thanks to the Dean of Area High School Sports, Dennis Semrau, for making it happen. My name is Jesse Nelson. Verona advances to level three, 28-26. They defeat Middleton. Riley standing by with scores from area teams in two minutes on Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. Welcome back to Zimbraconda's presentation of Prep Mania. My name is Riley Yauk back here in the Everlight Solar Studios. In Madison, as you were just treated to a fantastic football game, Verona takes down Middleton by a score of 28-26. to 26. 
And goodness gracious, what a night of football we had this evening as it is now time to take you around the area to show you the rest, or tell you, I should say, the rest of the score. Starting in Division One, as I just said, and you just heard, Verona knocks off Middleton. They will advance to level three of the Division One WIA football playoffs. And who will be there to greet them, you ask? None other than the Chargers of Sussex Hamilton. They hang on by the skin of their teeth over Arrowhead as let me break this down for you real quick. Arrowhead was driving in the final two minutes of the game, or should I say uh, three-ish minutes, I guess. Uh, they were down to about the 20-yard line of Sussex. Stopped on third down. Fourth down attempts about a 32-yard field goal. Their kicker, good snap, good hold, pushes it wide left. Can't quite get it to go from the left hash mark. Sussex Hamilton takes over. Arrowhead, however, still has all their timeouts. Certainly not out of the woods yet. Third and eight for Sussex Hamilton. Their quarterback, this man is a superhero, by the way. He is playing on one leg. One leg, I tell you. You can see him limping. This man will be in serious pain tomorrow morning. He rolls out to the right. Pressure from every side. Fires it down the field. Laser beam of a pass just over the outstretched fingers of the cornerback and his receiver dives and makes a one-handed catch one of the best catches i have ever seen in high school football secures it a few plays later they convert on a fourth down by way of defensive holding and that was all she wrote Woo! absolute barn burner out in Sussex Hamilton they will be taking on Verona in level three of division one in division two Wanakee had no trouble they actually went into half I misread it 42 to 0 over lacrosse central is not 35 to 0 still running clock I believe they put in all their backups as they did not score again the rest of the game and it was the very first game to end this evening and then we don't have an official final for you, but Sun Prairie East was up 43-12 to over the Monona Grove Silver Eagles in the fourth quarter, so it's safe to say that the Cardinals will be moving on. In Division Three, Mount Hora Barneveld got the job done 38-3. Not too much stress for the Vikings over the Thunderbirds. And McFarland, they were up early, but Monroe, they're the defending state champions for a reason come storming back, end up winning by a score of 28 to 20. McFarland had a chance on their final drive of the game, stopped on downs inside the Cheesemaker 10-yard line. And finally, the Stoughton Vikings, the seventh seed, continue their upset-minded ways, knocking off the third-ranked Waterford Wolverines by a score of 27 to 16. I couldn't tell you who which player it was, but a Stoughton Viking was carted off the field in the final few minutes of the game. He was sent to the local hospital with what I believe is to be a leg injury. Prayers up for that young man, his family, and the entire Stoughton Vikings community. In Division 4, Lodi, with a massive shutout of their own, stays undefeated on the season. They move to 11-0, and demolishing the West Salem Panthers by a score of 49 to nothing. 
West Salem. They were the state runners up in Division IV last year. They will not be making another trip to Camp Randall. The Spartans of Lakeside Lutheran. Upset of their own tonight as they knock off the top-seeded Platteville Hillman by a score of 28-7. Spartans moving on. And finally, Catholic Memorial. Woof! 56-6 over the Lake Mills Cats. You could have been listening to that on 94.5 ESPN. However, the game right here on 100.5 ESPN was significantly better than that. Trust me. <laughs> Unless you're a big fan of blowouts or just really love Catholic Memorial, then hey, maybe that one was more fun for you. And finally, in Division 5, the Columbus Cardinals. Technically no official final yet. They're still duking it out. But the Columbus Cardinals up 33-7 over Prairie Duchene in the fourth quarter. That will about do it over in Prairie Duchene. And finally, bonus for you, Jesse Nelson and the Dean Dennis Semrau were asking about Muskego. They had no trouble this evening. Much to the delight of Jesse Nelson, I am sure. Handling business, 37-10 over Racine Case. They will advance to level three and that will do it for me and the entire prep mania crew for our video producer hunter vaughn the dean of area high school sports dennis semrau and jesse nelson the voice of Zimbraconda's Prep Mania tonight. I am Riley Yauk signing off. I hope you have a fantastic rest of your weekend. Make sure to tune in tomorrow to Wisconsin College Game Day right here beginning at 4.30 before. Get you hyped for Wisconsin's game against the third-ranked Ohio State Buckeyes tomorrow evening. One final time, my name is Riley Yauk. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll see you next week. God bless.